5: Absolutely. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds and how to live a balanced life. My next guest is an infotainer. That's right, an infotainer, which means he's informational and he's entertaining at the same time. He's an on-air personality with the ability to deliver important news while also challenging the audience to look deeper into the various issues from the world of sports, and boy, is sports different today. He is a two-time Emmy Award-winning sports journalist, and you can catch him on Fox Sports 1, Fox Soul, or The Real Housewives of Atlanta. He is currently the author of an exciting new book, a memoir called Open Mic. It's written by himself, Mike Hill is available on pre-order here that pre-order you can order the book right now so I encourage everyone to order the book now it'll be available August 19th this year please welcome the money-making conversation the infotainer himself <laughs> Mike Hill <laughs> man that
2: was a great introduction I, I appreciate that Rashawn. Hey Mike, you, man. Come
5: on. hey Mike first of all you know when you when you see a, a talent like you man uh, you know uh, just it's just out there in the in the forefront a groundbreaker because you know you you launched fox sports one okay you left espn you know mm-hmm. which everybody mm-hmm. would say is the, is the holy grail of sports and then you go mm-hmm. to a fox sports one tell us everybody about that move and what was running through your mind when the process was being made available to you
2: man i'm always keeping real man because i'm very transparent and that's what open mic is being about is you being transparent yes, sir. not trying to hide the things that hurt you in the past. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be real with you. When I went to Fox Force One man, ESPN, my contract was up. Yes. They decided they didn't want to renew my contract over ESPN. Mm-hmm. I had been there for nine years, giving them nine years, my life, my blood, my sweat, my tears. I'm thankful for the opportunity, thankful for that platform, being on the stage with great guys like Stephen A. Smith and my man. getting to know guys like uh, you know, Stuart Scott or whatnot, and Jay Harris and everybody over there or whatnot. But at that particular time, It was just time for me to go. God Mm -hmm. had a plan for me, man, that was much bigger than anything that I was thinking about. I knew I always wanted to be in L.A. And when Fox Sports 1 uh, started hiring people, I knew I wanted to be over there. But because I was still under contract at ESPN, I actually couldn't get out of my contract at that particular time. But they made a mistake. And this is how God works. They made a mistake on my contract by... ending it a year and a half basically before my contract was supposed to end wow. and so they let me out of that contract by mistake I got paid for that and I was able to go and basically uh, start what was my start of my dream career in sports being at Fox Sports 1 as a startup and uh, helping that build to what it is right now, man. So I'm, I'm very pleased and very happy for that.
5: I'm very happy, too, because, you know, I, my whole thing is that I get to see you, I, I think, um, in a more expanded version. I got to hear your voice because your personality, mm-hmm. man, you know, mm-hmm. like I say, you're articulate, you have a good smile, you you laugh. And, and that's what I get to see with you on Fox Sports 1. I get to see more personality. And I think that's important to you, correct?
2: Thanks, man. It is such a, but that's what I'm saying. That's why it was a dream because I was allowed to be me, man. I had been suppressed for so many years. And once again, I'm thankful for the platform that ESPN gave me. But when they brought me over there, ESPN wanted me to be a sports anchor. They wanted to kind of, you know, conform to what they believed in. I've been, i told this story in the book about when I was with a talent executive and how he tried to change my style and what he was saying about, you know, what my style was exactly. And they already had somebody like that or whatnot. But I always wanted to be true to myself, but I also knew I needed to have a job. But coming over to Fox Sports 1 and FS1, I'm so thankful, and now being on Fox Soul, because they actually give me a platform to use my voice. And when I first got to FS1, to be honest with you, it took me a while to actually find my voice again because I had been conditioned for so long at ESPN to basically fit into their culture. But I'm happy, I'm free, man, and it's just so liberating to be able to do whatever the hell I want to do that.
5: Thank you. Now here's we got a lot to talk about. So let's let's talk about mm-hmm. right now. Let's stay on sports for a minute and looking at what mm-hmm. the COVID nineteen cause you know, we none of us saw this coming. Never 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 did you think you'd do sports without reporting on sports. Now <laughs> right that right there, that run right there had to be mind boggling to stay entertaining and not report on something that we know doesn't exist anymore. And we don't have yeah. a time frame on it coming back.
2: Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. And then when you see some of the players like Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell actually uh, get the COVID-19, I think that's the first time it actually put a face because in the early stages of the COVID-19, we were seeing like Tom Hanks and a couple of people, but it wasn't really growing. But then when it hit the sports world and the sports community and now, of course, Ezekiel Elliott, it basically gives us a, a, a more of a face to it and put the, the message out there a long time ago, four months ago when it was first kind of starting to spread here in the United States. But yeah, trying to cover sports without sports, man, it's just, you know, that's where the uh, ingenuity and that's where the creativity comes into play. You know, right. now you can start trying to tell some of the stories mm-hmm. that you normally wouldn't get a chance to tell because, you know, highlights kind of fill up the um, the, the hour of your rundown of your show whatnot. So it's allowed us to kind of get into the mind, the body, and the spirit of the actual professional athlete and get to know them and humanize them a little bit late, uh, better. And then of course, with everything that's going on with our social injustice that's happening in this country, I'm happy that the athletes are using their platform to speak out and to show that, once again, they're more than athletes and they're not going to just shut up and dribble.
5: It's really incredible watching the athletes, especially the collegiate athlete. I I think they play. Uh, I, I, I've been in conversation with people about you have the professional athlete. But you have way more collegiate athletes. And I don't think anybody expected <clears throat> the collegiate athlete, and plus they have for four years. So you have year after year after year of, of just students sitting on and I see Kelly Mon Keelan uh, Mon over at the Texas A&M standing up. When I see the young mm-hmm. African American Mississippi State football player talking, about, I'm not going to run a ball again. Transferring the, mm-hmm. when you see that, you know it's really interesting, Mike, because you know you're a smart person, but then all of a sudden you your you, you, sports and all uh, the, the the world of sports almost became like watching CNN in a little bit because mm-hmm. you had the racial unrest, you had COVID 19, and you had no sports. So that was a mm-hmm. mindset change for you. I know you're Emmy winning award oh, guy, guy, you know, you, you got the trophies yeah. to show for, but that had to be a trip, <laughs> I'm sure.
2: Yeah, it, it is, man. And and that's one of the reasons I'm happy that you have me on the show because, you know, like I, I don't even call myself a sportscaster anymore. I call myself or consider myself, like you said, an entertainer, but also a broadcaster Right. I don't want to be just limited to just knowing about sports. I'm also a United States Air Force veteran. I'm a father of two, I'm about to get married again. I'm a taxpaying citizen and I care about this country and most importantly, I care about my people uh, and the injustices that we've had to have or go through my entire life and anybody that's black in this country has had to go through uh, injustice in this life. So I'm happy that we're able to actually speak up and use our platforms and the athletes are able to use their platforms to make a difference and to show just how much power they actually hold not just when they're on the football field not just when they're on the basketball court and scoring 40 uh, triple doubles and whatnot and throwing for 400 yards but using their voice and getting other athletes white athletes now like the Tom Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers to speak up on these issues that we've been talking about for so long and you named a couple of college athletes that are out there like uh, Kevin Mom at at, at A&M but Tua Hubbard, man, really was the one that really just kind of transformed everything for me when he basically said, I am going to quit Oklahoma State because my coach was wearing a T-shirt that basically uh, promotes a lot of the issues that I am against and my people are against. And he got his coach, whether it was just verbally or not, to change his mind. But he came out and he used his platform and admitted or said I don't know if he admitted it in his heart, but at least he said it publicly publicly that he was wrong and he was trying to change his ways. And sometimes it's perception. And yeah, I'm not naive enough to think that everybody that's coming out screaming that Black Lives Matter and we're all about equality really mean it. But the fact that they're coming out and speaking up publicly and saying it, look, now that's a start. Now, as a people, what we have to do is hold their feet to the fire and make sure they follow through on it. And it's not just something that's coming out of their mouth, but it's in their heart
5: as well. I'm talking to Mike Hale, Fox Sports 1, the infotainer himself. Mike, I'm just going to give you another job, man. You need a podcast, brother. You need a podcast. (laughs) Seriously, because, you know, I'm just listening to you articulate yourself so clearly and those are the voices we need. Now, we need smart individuals on podcasts that have a following that also can deliver information and pull in. Because, you know, you can talk politics, you can talk, you know, you can talk sports, you can talk entertainment. That's you. You know, like, like, like you know, <laughs> you you, shaping who I am, you know, because i have been really getting to see you. I've only seen you on TV. I'm a fan of yours. But just to hear you rattle off something and you said something very important to me. And I want you said, Rashawn, Air Force veteran to yeah. proud father of two about to get married mm-hmm. on TV. Now, if I wouldn't know you, that could be a white person. OK, but mm. because you are a person of color, oh, I, forgot, I forgot you said a taxpaying citizen. OK, you said that, too.
2: Yes, absolutely. Mm.
5: Proud to be an American. See, that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about when we say black lives matter. That description mm. right there, because you are a person of color, people will look at you different and treat you different. But that can mm-hmm. be easily a white person. And they will be, mm-hmm. they will be raved and praised and championed because of those traits that you lie, that you, that you distributed mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. That is what we're trying to get to, man. And that's what I'm saying, man. If you are in a position to get a podcast, brother, please do. Because your voice that I just heard being articulated on my show needs to be heard in a bigger, bigger, bigger form because of the fact that. And I'm not saying when I say bigger form, listen to what I'm saying, Mike. OK, you on Fox Sports mm-hmm. 1, you on Fox One. But we all know those are produced formats They tell you Mm -hmm. They they allow you some freedom But they say this is what we got to do A podcast will allow you to be you But you're smart You ain't do stupid stuff But you to be you And when I see the Joe Rogans of the world out there I see the Dunn Lemons out there Out there finally getting these platforms He's (coughs) downloading 150,000 downloads a day Brother please If it's in your position to do it Go for it Okay Please go for it. Absolutely, man.
2: And I'm definitely gonna listen to you because <laughs> you know what's right in this industry and this business, man. Yeah, I'm a big fan of yours as Thank well you. for all the work you've done with Stephen A. Smith and of course Steve Harvey that's my boy let's let's slide
5: let's Let's slide over there to that Steve Harvey conversation here you know (laughs) Miss Bailey Miss Bailey okay now you're a good looking guy you're a good looking guy Mike I'll tell you something you you. are not struggling you know you ain't struggling but you you don't have those struggling (laughs) looks okay (laughs) you know there's some people out there got some struggling looks okay so tell us how this (laughs) whole thing worked out with you Sit there, you know. She mentions she writes the foreword in your book, Open Mike, and just yeah, says some man. amazing things. And she says, "I was only by the grace of God and Steve Harvey mm. that our worlds would eventually collide." When she says that, yeah. they're talking about you, Mike. Mm-hmm. he said, "Talk about that whole scenario, because you know you 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 know you're type of guy. You know you you you're gracious. You will go okay. I go check this out. My boy Steve asked me. She's beautiful." But we didn't we didn't really connect come on Mike When did it really connect
2: man man you know what About, like you said by the grace of God I'm, I'm happy that she's wonderful in everything that I've ever wanted in a woman man but you mentioned something timing bro timing yes. man yes. if I yeah. would have met Cynthia Bailey four or five years ago I wouldn't be right for her I wasn't ready I wasn't right for any woman in this world man because Up until the time I was 47 years old, i will be 50 in August. Up until the time I was 47, I was still a boy pretending to be a man. You know what I mean? Mm Because I didn't know what being a man was about because I thought that was being a man. But being with Cynthia, man, is like I was ready. I was already whole. I had already done everything I needed to do in my life personally when it came to that dating scene or whatever. So I met her at the right time and she was whole as well. Uh, And it was a slow burn in the beginning. Mm -hmm. We met on the Steve Harvey show. We dated a couple of times or whatever, but I just knew Cynthia was going to be somebody that was going to be in my life for the rest of my life, whether it was going to be in a romantic way or we were just going to be friends because right. she's just that cool. Right. And then it just kind of hit me around this time a couple
5: of years ago. <laughs> you can do that on podcast. You can do that on podcast. Okay, okay, all right. Okay.
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is real talk, baby. You know, because it hit me a couple of years ago. I'm like, man, this, this girl, this lady is. The right one, man. I looked at a list, and I had a list, for Sean, about 48 things right. that I want to have. And I know it's a list. I know women have a list. Yes. I had a list of 48 things wow. that I want to have in my dream woman. When I tell you she had 47 of them, 48 things, bro, awesome. it just kind of dawned on me, man. It just kind of happened. We morphed, and it just kind of happened organically. And, you know, for the first time in my life, and I've been married twice. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I'm in love. I've I've loved somebody before. But for the first time in my life, I am in love because I've allowed myself to actually fall and to trust this woman, and I'm in her hands. My children are my heart. My mm-hmm. children, both my children, they are my heart. But she has my heart. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Yes, yeah.
5: he's a girl dad. I'm gonna just let everybody know he's a girl yeah, dad.
2: Absolutely.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I finish with him, he gonna have T-shirts. He gonna have everything. That won't talking about. He gonna have T-shirts. Man, let's he, talk, he, bro. He,
2: I, 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 you, I see what
5: you're doing come, come. i'm gonna tell you something mike mike really this is what i do man i've done it for ford i've done it for home depot i've done it for two blockbuster movies i've, I've made three books go number one with steve harvey I, I've sold over 30 million books worldwide with Steve Harvey mm. I've done this business man took took family Feud when it was 1.7 to 7.6 in the ratings I I had mm. to admit see when you said something to me that was important because I always tell people that I really didn't understand who I was until I was in my 40s I was just my mm. gifts I was just accepting things like you know right place at the right time or just lucky mm-hmm. you know just knew somebody hook up all that stuff and that's what you you're saying when you're saying when you finally met Cynthia. See, you have to Mm -hmm. you you can be a man, walk around, you can have success you can have cars, you can have houses but if you don't know, accept the journey or know how you can replicate that journey then then you will not be successful in your next Mm -hmm. relationship or your next opportunity. And you have to one day accept that hey man, I'm willing to take the good and the bad the highs and the lows. Mm -hmm. And that's what your book, Open Mic is about. Tell us about that book, my brother.
2: Man, the book is my memoir, man. It's, it's about my pains, my struggles, my depression, my traumas that I've had in my life, some of the highs and lows and how those, everything that made up my life affected my life and how it affected other people, man. I mean, you know, I'm talking about, you know, seeing and witnessing domestic violence. My mom as a kid, my biological father, never really being in my life, my stepfather being in my life, but uh, being a man who had a lot of demons, a lot of issues, he needed a lot of counseling, whatever. He had a good heart, but he just didn't know how to, you know, uh, serve as heart, the right way to the right people. And then finding out later on in life that he was a hit man, um, mm-hmm. that spent the last nine years of his life in prison for murder for hire. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, my trials and tribulations going through my, you know, ups and downs in my career at ESPN and some of the things I just mentioned before, mm-hmm. and my, my marriages to most, all these type of things, man, that was inside of me that, uh, if I had not written this book, Sean, I would have died to be honest with you, because I was living a life on the outside. You see me, I had a facade. I was always smiling, saw my job. Everything was looking good for me on social media. But on the inside, I had all these pains and traumas, man, that I had not dealt with, that I had suppressed for so many years. And then when I started writing this book, I was able to open up all those pains and put them out there and it actually became my therapy.
5: Wow. You know, it's really interesting when you write a book because of the fact that you remember things that really you, you forgot. Uh, Or you go, wow. (coughs) And it really starts shaping your memory, you know, because you you because the body protects you. Your mind will protect you from a lot of sadness. It will force you to move on and block out things. And some things you do need to remember. In other words, you know, because you don't understand how you got there, sometimes your mind says forget that. And, but when you write a book, you start remembering everything. You start appreciating some things and start evaluating things, and so I can accept that and move on. And that's that's really yeah. what this. When you say when you talk about hey man, because because I, I got to be honest with you, you, know you got it going on. You know you're in shape, look good, smile. You know hundred thousand hundred thousand dollars smile right there.
2: So, so getting, but, but, but it, it
5: seems that way. It seems, but that's that what I'm saying. That's the fault. Mm. That, that's the. That's what you're saying because of the fact that mm-hmm. certain things can come to you. Don't mean it's the right. It came to you the right way. That's what I was saying about me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't admitting mm-hmm. to my success because I was. I was downplaying it. You had to admit there are some flaws. I gotta. I gotta fix these things because of the, the life you right. grew up with, and that because sometimes it was violent like you said in your, in your book, the chapter I read it was talking about guns were always available at your house. Mm, that's not good. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) But you think that's normal. And what's crazy is when you grow up in a certain environment, you think that's the way it's supposed to be. And when nobody teaches you any differently, man, that could lead to you becoming the same person that you grew up to be. And that's, that's wrong. So you got to have the proper people in your life. And once again, I'm not trying to dump and make anybody else's issues my traumas or or my mistakes. Ultimately, once I got old enough, I could have gotten this therapy or this help that I needed a long time ago and helped myself. So I'm never going to use the excuse that it was because somebody else did this to me that I became this way. Now, it did kind of morph me into that, but it's still up to me to admit that, hey, something's not right. I need to get help. And you got to have good angels who are conduits from God to come down and actually help you see the the issue that you're having in your life. So right. when you grow up and you see nothing but guns and you see violence and you don't see love in your home, a lot of that can have an effect on how you grow up as a person. I could have grown up, I could have man, I shot a gun into a crowd when I was a kid. That's mm-hmm. in the book. Mm-hmm. I could've killed somebody. I could be in jail. My whole life could be totally different right now. Right. I've been in situations with girls when I was younger that if something would have been said or whatnot, I could have been in jail. I could have there are so many different ways that God actually came into my life and, and, and basically said, you know what, you're making these mistakes but I'm going to give you this opportunity to get out of this and make it right. And mm-hmm. now this book is me putting all that out there, once again being transparent being right. open right. with everything all my miscues, my flaws and basically saying God is giving me an, another opportunity.
5: Cool. Now when you say being now open, I gotta, open now I want you to tell me. y'all something. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my man back in the day, Steve Harvey back in the day, he decided to take his shirt off. You know, Uh-oh. he be he, he, he got a weight <laughs> kit, you know, lifting some weights. And he yeah. posted his picture and he lives today online. I don't know if Steve's happy <laughs> they took his shirt off. But he took his shirt off. He tried to get Vince Rashad McDonald to do it. You know, I, I was no fool. I knew, how, I knew how I looked at 50. I knew how I looked. And, and I wasn't going for that. Now, my man, open mic on the cover. Oh, oh, ow, ow, ow. I'm going bark on this. Ow, ow. He's showing the world. He ain't got no hair on his chest. It's smooth as ice cream on his chest, okay?
1: That's <laughs>
5: man. Mike, Mike, you're looking good, baby. Come on, tell us about that, that cover. That book cover, okay.
2: Well, the, the open mic is, is, is meaning behind the cover, man. I wasn't trying to show off anything like that. I'm just being, once again, open and transparent and being vulnerable. The <laughs> yes. most vulnerable you can be is being naked. Yes. So, what my whole book cover was to be naked. So you see me with right. chest out there, and even though I'm in shape. I'm not in the best shape. I'm not ripped up. I don't. Well, you look good though. You look good you know. though, Mike. 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 Well, I appreciate I'm, it.
5: Though. You look good now. I'm, I'm The payroll
2: was working good that day. Absolutely it got, to. It got to.
5: It got to. <laughs> I got to. I'm saying if you if you <laughs> wasn't right, I tell you wasn't right. But you look good. You look good, <laughs> brother. brother. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, you know, man, man, man. Man, you, you can't look that way at 20 now. But at near 50, you look outstanding, brother, okay? Thank you, bro. I
2: appreciate it, man. I
5: appreciate
2: it. But like like I said, it's, it's, it's a message, man, because it's like that's why it's in black and white. You see me coming out of the shadows, walking into the light, because I'm coming out of my darkness and finding my light, man. Right. You mm-hmm. see me with the, the microphone cord wrapped around me, that's all the issues bonding me and keeping right. me down. And then you mm-hmm. look at the back, it's even better because I'm lit. Mm-hmm. My head is up because I'm not embarrassed anymore. And you see that beautiful woman, Cynthia Bailey,
1: mm-hmm. behind
2: me. Yes, straight behind me, yes. man. She she got my back and yes. she's in my ears. She's yes. basically saying, "Baby, it's gonna be all right. I'm gonna yes. lead you uh, down this right path." So it's all good, bro. Oh no, 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 no!
5: Look, at say, you're the brother. <laughs> Look at him. you know this is a this is a this is a journey of happiness. Okay, you know <laughs> it's an open mic. I'm, I'm selling books. <laughs> Mike Hill. That's why I'm on this show to sell books now. So I gotta sell tell up. everybody, you know, boy, every show made that book. I'm gonna pre-order. See, this is a pre-order interview. Okay, that's <laughs> all. We trying to get to number one. See, I, I you know, you always see people are best-selling. You know, they never say number one next to it. though. They? they just say New York mm-hmm. Times best? I go, Mike Hill is to be number one. The way you get to number one is through pre-order, okay? The way you get to number Mm -hmm. one is letting everybody know how important this book is to you. Because if it has Mm -hmm. value to them, then they will purchase and share it. And it talks about your relationship. It talks about you as a child. It talks about the mental health challenges. Talk about that right quick. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Man, mentally, like, I didn't realize I had a lot of mental health issues, but every black man in this country got some kind of mental health issues. Think mm-hmm. about it, bro. Yes, we do. We go through trauma every single day of our lives, walking outside. Yes, we do. Just wondering if you're going to make it back home. So yes, we do. So that's a challenge. But everything that I've gone through, man, like your traumas that we've been taught, because we black men yeah. have always been taught that, hey, you don't go get help. You don't cry. You don't show your emotions, man. So you suppress all that stuff. But mm-hmm. meanwhile, all that stuff is suppressing this like a cancer that's eating you from the inside out. And that's why I told you that if I hadn't written that book at that time, Mm -hmm. I would have died because all that stuff was built up inside of me. So what I want to do is put this out there, man, to show you my pain so that you can get your healing that you need in your life and, and, and encourage you. To yeah. go out there and get some some counseling if you're a black man or if you're a man period or anybody that needs some kind of help because we all could talk to
5: somebody and that, that that's important that he says that because this book is not restrictive to race this book is a if you mm-hmm. this is about a relationship positive positive environment it talks about his family which is relatable to situations that people can see every day and not knowing how to get out of them because you talked about a very unique situation that really is what we talk about when we say Black Lives Matter that was when you was called the N word at the local store. Then your mom mm-hmm. found out, she went down Ooh. there and she became super mama and super mama yep. with an attitude. And yeah. talk about that moment because we know that moments like that, if it happened today, it probably wouldn't have ended the way you saw 30 years ago. So talk about that.
2: Right. I'm telling you, man, I was, I, don't, I think I was like nine to 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how old I was. Went around the corner in the house and around and I always go there to this this corner store and this lady was behind the counter and I remember some she was trying to get us to get out of the store, and she just called us the N-word. And I was like, I knew that was wrong for her to call me that. But it still didn't dawn, that it was like racist. I just went back around the corner because my mom wanted me to get something, but I couldn't get it. So she said, where is it? And I said, well, this lady called us.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: she said, who? She, I told her who it was. She went up there, and Rashawn, I look, I didn't see it for myself, but the next thing I know, I heard like, <laughs> my mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doesn't want me like, if Karen's back in the day would not have done well with my mom. Right. Right. Right, 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 Even right. though my mom looks like she a white woman herself with freckles. And mm-hmm. the next thing I know, man, the police are coming and whatnot and they dragging her off. And I just remember that time because of what's happening today. My mom was going off on these police officers. It took like four or five police officers to kind of get her in the car. And I'm so grateful that they were able to just arrest her. Yeah. And that says a lot right now. Right. The fact that they were just able to arrest her and not shoot her and kill my mother. She could have easily, I see all these images mm-hmm. of black people, you know, being dragged and it takes all these people, of police officers to, to, to con- try and contain them or whatever, and contain them and whatnot. And she wasn't really resisting that much, but she was pissed. Yes. You know, you don't, you don't mess with a woman's child. Right. And she was pissed and the white woman was in the wrong as well, but right. nothing happened to her. So all that stuff that's built up inside her, I can only understand her anger feel her anger. And now you got those cops that are that are trying to, to arrest her. And luckily, once again, they were only they only arrested her and didn't kill her, man. So, you know, I, I know that's part of the book or whatever. Put that out there. But, you know, it's something it's a little bit more to it that you have to read.
5: Well, absolutely. And because of the fact that it's, it's, t- it's happening today. And when I look at it yeah. and you're absolutely right, man, it's really um, just to see what's going on, Mike. Um, to see the Mississippi state of Mississippi change their flag, I would have never thought that would happen, brother. I ain't gonna lie to mm-hmm. you. To, to see them removing just one of these Confederate statues, to see to see companies admitting and white people admitting, you know, Drew Brees going back on his statement, Coach K making his yeah. statement, you know, the NFL apologizing to Kaepernick, you know. All that is happening right before our eyes. Well, man. they still haven't
2: apologized. And that's the problem. That's right. That's right. NFL that's right. Still hasn't apologized. They that's came out and apologized for the Black Lives, but he haven't said Kaepernick's name. Absolutely. By they just apologized for not doing more in the beginning. Yep.
5: See, that's what happens. But when yeah, you're, I mean, i was like, no, 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 was, no. That's what happens when you're talking to an infotainer, Okay, Infotainer? <laughs> no,
2: bro. <laughs> I mean, look, and here's the thing, man. It's like, look, we we because we're gonna hold them accountable. Yes, sir. Until they apologize, mm-hmm. we can't really give them a pass. Until, once again, we keep talking about how these corporations and all these CEOs are coming out and basically giving us all this lip and saying this. I even put out a tweet earlier today where I say, look, you know what? I'm so happy that these CEOs and these corporations and all these companies and these media companies come out and saying Black Lives Matter and talking about racial equality. But how many of your decision makers have decided to... Actually, put some of these people of color, black people, mm-hmm. in your executive offices, so mm-hmm. that they can start making the right decisions, right. so that we don't have to go through these issues again. Right. So until you, ba- you can say what you want to to me, but until I see the commitment, until I see the actual growth until I see you actually putting all that stuff in motion, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to sit back and watch, but I'm still going to put the pressure on you to ensure that you carry through on the promises that you gave to us as a people.
5: Wow. I'm talking to uh, Mike Hill. Uh, You've seen him, uh, we blew up on us on ESPN then he took his talents over Fox Sports 1 now Fox O. now, you, now that's kind of like a little bit more expansive uh, version of what mm-hmm. you're doing just not 100% sports tell us about that and then I want to talk about uh, your black publishing company and uh, wrapped this up with a big oh. big sale through open mic Get the book sold, Mike. I'm telling you, Mike. I, I feel good about you, man. You, uh, you know, you you got you got you met your woman on TV. You got engaged on TV this fall. You're gonna get married on TV. Uh, you got two <laughs> beautiful daughters. You got a, an exceptionally yes, well written book. Let's talk about the the, the, the Fox Soul Show, and let's talk about the Black Publishing Company, which feels so timely. The floor is yours. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, man. Hey, Fox Soul is an entity, it's a streaming company from Fox Entertainment. So I know people see Fox and they just want to say, oh, well, why would you go to Fox? Well, Fox has mm-hmm. given us this opportunity to use this platform to actually change the narrative from some of the things that's on Fox News, to be quite honest, which is kind of crazy in that sense and ironic. But I have my own show on there called The Mike and Donnie Show. It's a talk show format, me and a guy named Donnie Harrell. And we have real talk on there, real people, relevant people. And it's like barbershop talk. It's no hard hold barred, man. It's unedited. It's scripted. But at the same time, it's like raw and unfiltered. And we love it, man. So we have people coming on. We can talk about colorism. We had uh, a show uh, the other day talking about, you know, good cops that's trying to do the right thing. But because they did the right thing, now they got shunned by bad cops. All that type of stuff. We've had Adolf song. We've had all that type of stuff, man. So we enjoy this hour comes on. Uh, Monday through Friday on Fox Soul on the entertainment network, man. So please check it out along with other shows on that network. And uh, 13th and Joan, man, the publishing company, man. (laughs) I shout out to uh, Audrey Ori. I love that lady. She was a a publisher when we was trying to shop the book that when I first talked to her and even though I had four other interviews, I knew she was going to be my publisher because Mm -hmm. her energy, her aura, and she's a black owned company, a woman that's doing her thing and asking for people to to tell their stories, right. And it was incredible. And so I, I'm thankful for her and 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 i'm I'm happy to be a partner with her,
5: Mike, appreciate you coming on my show, man. money making conversations. Send me that link on August nineteenth. The week before, because, you know, we got to do that Wednesday before Wednesday because the, the best numbers come out the Wednesday before. But this week, uh, I'm, I'm going to drop you this money in my fan club, which is $90,000. i am going to drop you on my social media, which is over a million. I'm pushing for you, brother, because not, not not just a fan, Damn. but you're a man. I've watched you grow. You've heard part of my story. I can read part of your story. Keep winning, brother, and keep marketing and podcast, man, Podcast
2: yes sir man hey let's work together man let's put something
5: together we will we I will do that good people in, my, in my corner my hey, man, man. Hey, well you got one and I will sit down and talk to you man because this is our work man it ain't about paperwork it's about expanding your brand and I would tell people my wife knows this she said I don't follow money I follow relationships because money will there come you once you get that relationship right we will talk soon hey, Michael man. I appreciate you brother my brother thank you thank you bye bye we'll be right back with more. From Rashawn McDonald and Money-Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial.
3: It's finally here. The season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to Midnight Mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus, you'll find gifts for all your loved ones. Send warm wishes with cozy fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws.
4: TTER.ai. dot AI
5: Cars today are like computers on wheels, but you can't fix any of the new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24 7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1 800 Car 6000 and mention code MONEY. Or visit CarShield.com and use code MONEY to save 10%. That's CarShield.com code MONEY. A deductible may apply. My next guest is a former uh, senior system engineer at Lockheed Martin. That's what she was. This is her third time on the show. She got an engineering degree from HBCU school, Florida A and Then she went on over to University of Pennsylvania. She is the creator and founder of an online seminar called "Till Death Do You Tweet." The seminar helps you understand the potential negative consequences of online behavior, especially through social media, and gives helpful advice on how people can maintain, a positive, can maintain a positive reputation in cyberspace. She's on the show to discuss her new book, Don't Let Your Digital Footprint Kick You in the Butt, A Lesson What Not to Do on the Internet to Build Your Personal Brand. Please welcome back, back, back to the Money Making Conversations, Stephanie Steph Tech Humphrey. Hey, how's it going? Girl I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> let's listen. Let's, 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 don't let your let me go do to Don't let your digital footprint kick you don't in the butt. Don't do book. it. Don't a, do it. A lesson in what not to do on the internet to build your personal brand. Okay. Before we even start talking about the book, let's go to the book that changed your boy. This is Rashawn McDonald Recognized talent Marketing branding guru People call <laughs> CEOs call me Talent call me Build careers Marketing campaigns Every book that comes to me Steph I read it I read the mm-hmm. books Out of respect Because I don't want to get on the phone With an individual And kind of like ad lib Through an interview and, and act like I read it Okay Right I get to the LinkedIn portion of the book Okay mm-hmm. And um change my f- digital <laughs> footprint right there. I realized...
0: Just tweak it a little bit.
5: No, 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 no. I, I wish I said it was a tweak. It was not a tweak. <laughs> I wish I, I, I'm chasing. I wish I, I I wish I would do a screenshot because I changed it up. It's beautiful now. It's beautiful now, because she okay. gives examples. She gives example of what something should look like in your book. She says, if you if you if you're Emmy Award winner, guess what? I'm an Emmy Award winner. That's what really caught me right there. You said right. if you're Emmy Award winner, <laughs> then you should start with Emmy me, Award. With that. Okay, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I, I went back. I immediately went to my LinkedIn account. <laughs> <laughs> all I had there was marketing and branding expert. That's all I Listen, had. Listen, why you ain't you burying a lead? I, I I went, oh my God, oh my God. Right there, I went, see? okay, now, nah, okay, cool. I got to slow down the reading in this chapter. I <laughs> went down there, I put in there. If you go there now, go to Ruchan McDonald, LinkedIn, you'll see a guy. And this is all because of Steph Tech. In her book, (laughs) now you'll see uh, a two-time Emmy Award winning, three-time NAACP Image Award winning. That's in there. There you go. Talent manager is in there. There you go. Okay. Television producer is in there. Live event producer is in there.
0: Come on. Come on.
5: Come on. And then I took a recommendation. I put public speaker.
0: Boom. Because people are searching on that, you know, and it's funny because I I used—I didn't have public speaker in my headline for a long time either, Um, but once I put it in there. I started getting inquiries about speaking because that the headline is searchable. People, there's, there are specific keywords that people search on when they're looking for people to try to, you know, filter out folks and and get directly to to what they're looking for. And if it's not in the headline, then you're missing out and getting weeded out of, of that search process.
5: Okay, but it didn't stop there, though, my friend. <laughs> I had to on. go to the about section, and that's when she oh. went. If you're talking in the third party, then you need to change that immediately. Talk conversational. I'm
0: just, I'm just saying.
5: I went. I immediately went what? back over there. I went. <laughs> Rashawn, him, he. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's how I was talking. And I changed everything and said, I would do this. I, me, I'm just telling you, your advice. I I, I, I have an eight o'clock call with my staff every day, and I, cause through Zoom, and I, since the pandemic hit. And so I told them, team, I'm interviewing Steph Tech today. She changed my whole, (laughs) switched
0: your whole, switched your whole game up.
5: I mean, stepped it way up, (laughs) way up. Because people always go into my profile on LinkedIn. They always, I, people go, my, my profile searches always. And the fact that I only had marketing only and branding experts. Man, you was tripping. I was tripping hard. I was tripping hard. Yeah. Where I was missing <laughs> two-time Emmy Award winning and three-time wow. NAAC Image Award winning television producer. That should have been the first thing up there. Talent manager was not even up there. Live mm-hmm. produce, live event producer was not up there. And public speaker mm-hmm. was not up there.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. right there, mm-hmm.
5: I, I was just so ashamed. I was so ashamed. Oh. I was so ashamed. <laughs> I was so ashamed. So I'm just letting everybody know. We're just starting this call off, this interview off, letting everybody know why she's on the show. Because she's that good. And she's giving out advice that's amazing. And it also advice that can immediately change your footprint and that's what she shows about your footprint and that's and, right and reading this book because she know I read the book so she's we ain't even talking about it. she's not even questioning that now she know i read this book and so let's talk about why did you write the book and we're gonna just go break down different little scenarios which were really influential to me and also right. just reinstated a lot of things I tell people on every day that you know if you're a social media you are a brand you are a business that's you right. are a company and you need to start right. acting like that Okay.
0: That's right. That's if you, if you sell right.
5: cakes for a living and your social media doesn't reflect that you sell cakes, then what are you doing? Right. Okay. Cool.
0: Absolutely.
5: Tell us about it, Steph.
0: Well, it's I, I appreciate. Thank first of all, thank you for having me on again. It's always good to be here, and and thank you for saying that. Um, the book, when I was writing it, is is primarily targeted at at middle high school and early college students but it it just warms my heart and blesses me so much to know that uh, a professional was also able to get so much usefulness out of it because that lets me know that it's reaching everybody you know what i mean but it it you know i wrote it because um, when I go into schools and because I speak to what so that you tweet? I speak to students, parents, and professionals. Uh, but when I go into schools, especially, I was, I was getting literally anytime I went into a school, a principal or a teacher or another administrator would say, you know, do you have something else that, you know, we can, we can have that, that we can buy, that we can take back and, and keep this conversation going? Because the, the presentation was so good and the students were so engaged in that conversation. We want to keep it going and we want to give our teachers something, you know, to to continue to learning and and that whole thing literally every single time. And, And I had to tell them no. You know, and mm-hmm. and I realized that I was I was leaving a huge opportunity on the table. So um, that was the the primary motive motivation for writing the book is to is to make sure that you know the kids had something in their hand that they could refer to, that they could go in and start thinking about what their brand should look like because young people have it too, and and that they could keep this book and 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 plan out their own brand strategy and content strategy for how they wanted to live their lives online.
5: Okay. Let's talk about this. Let's get serious. Now, we're talking to the branding expert here. OK, the the, the phrase that is going to keep popping out over and over in this book is think before you post.
0: Think before you post.
5: That's think it. before you post. Classic example. Just why wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Sean Jackson. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he should know better. I'm sorry. I'm putting that out there. He should know better
5: definitely should know better but then another player another person steven jackson decided he follow up with a post Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so because they did not think before they They posted on social media now they're apologizing and guess what that stays in their brand forever they can't that's right that's right that's right it's in it's an engine search we're gonna talk about all that stuff but i i just want to bring up a, a quick example that's really made headlines of not thinking before you post, because you talk about that all the time. Think before you post. Talk to us about that. All
0: the time. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny. I'll use another celebrity example. You know, Joy Reid just got her own... evening talk show on msnbc right she's the first first african-american woman to have a, a, a nightly news program congratulations it's, it's, it's an awesome um opportunity for her and 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 for for the people for the community however in one of the articles i was reading about um this announcement they still refer because she got in trouble she, she got a lot of trouble about three or four years ago absolutely for, for she's, a she put, she's a rising right, star she's a rising star mm-hmm Right and she got in trouble for some stuff she had posted on her blog from years before that so it was I actually used her example I don't I, 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 I had it in a version of book, the book I'm not sure if it made it into this version' of this it in, e- in this version yes mm-hmm. yes I use that example because You know, the internet is searchable and recoverable Always And even though that blog where she wrote that objectionable content Had been, you know, deleted off the web You know, in her mind um, They still were able to find it And they still referenced that in this new article Where they talked about her new role So that thing, even though it seems like She was able to sort of apologize her way out of it Well, she didn't That was the problem,
5: though Because you say in your book In your book, you say She did not apologize She lied and try to act and play dumb at on first,
0: it. Right. At, at first right at first tried and that's the real taxes. problem
5: with her yeah. whole situation is that you in news okay you're in news now you're supposed to be a a, a a face of honesty delivering the facts and then when you was hit in the face with it you 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 deny, backslide deny,
0: deny. same yeah, thing deny,
5: with deny. uh i think um brian williams that's why he lost his slot on um on uh, NBC and now he's on MSNBC because of the fact that it was some history that came back when you say right. think what you think before you post.
0: Think before
5: you th- post. Th- I, I, I'm just telling everybody, this is a fantastic book. Just not like a book that first of all, it's a, it's a good, solid read. It's 71 pages. So you can like, you know, if you just you can read it real quick because you're going to read it. You're not going to put it down because every you're going to go, oh, no. Wow. Or it's going to refresh you on your on the way you're doing business or it's going to educate on how you educate you on how you should do business. And she puts in some amazing examples amazing examples that are current not dated but current right. situations that are relatable relatable that's happening ha- right now like I say that's, that's why we was able to pull up Deshaun Jackson and Stephen Jackson
0: and that's the thing I never run out of material you know when I'm when I'm doing it and you know for the for the students that, that are going to get this book they're also going to get examples about cyberbullying they're going to get sexting examples they're going to get you know all those different things and, and I never run out of material I update my examples cuz I show in my in my presentation when I go into schools I show them video clips news video clips of these things cuz I'm like I can show you better than I can tell you mm-hmm. you don't have to take my word for it this stuff is happening and I literally can get all new clips every year that I that I do this presentation because people still continue to 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 make these choices and, and these decisions about the things that they post without without giving it a second thought. And and that's all I'm trying to do is to get you to take that one second before you hit submit, before you hit post. Now, if it's something that you feel like you believe in and you just want to stand on this and this is your truth, by all means, you know, <laughs> you, know you know, don't let me stop you well, from, is, from, from step. making if, a statement. If that's your truth now, nah, okay, if that's, that's your, your truth, truth now, nah, you know, stand you know, in your truth you know, now. You're going to
5: drape but, yourself in the Confederate flag. You're <laughs> going <laughs> Do that. That's
0: that's your truth. That's your but, truth. But be, but, be, but be prepared to defend it and be prepared for the consequences that come from it. That's Absolutely. all.
5: That's Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that I really loved about the whole section when it came to LinkedIn, because I looked at mm-hmm. everything. I looked at you know the, my name, how it was on the link. You, I did. I did, yep. a, I did Us- a whole. Username, bio. I'm telling you something. I'm telling, something, console, I'm telling though, something. All you walk You me. I I double checked. Uh, Upgraded Everything (laughs) On my LinkedIn account This morning I swear to Mm -hmm. you I I -hmm, I was up at Four mm -hmm. o'clock this morning Because I I always (laughs) Read my books before I read them before The interview That way everything Stays fresh in my mind And so I spent an hour updating and because LinkedIn to me are the modern day websites. I, I, that's how I always look at it. They're the modern day websites because of the fact that it can put your career on there. You can put photos on, you upload videos, right. you can upload articles. And so that's why it's so important to really have an accurate LinkedIn account and so I want to thank you before we go to break just thank you personally for having that chapter I know this was a book I was supposed to be reading just to discuss and I wasn't supposed to be coming over and talking about you and change my whole LinkedIn account and thank you Jesus you you saved my brand no you did because I'm telling you something, listen, to, go, I'm telling you something Stephanie, to go from marketing and branded expert that's all I had that's all I had <laughs> And you were dead wrong for that. Girl, I was dead wrong. And then, then, but the beauty of it, I'm going to just tell you before we go to break. She has an example of how it should look. She shows you how her LinkedIn account looks. I'm on the phone with Steph Tech I'm going to call it Stephanie Humphrey. She's uh, HBCU. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, little HBCU grad fam. You I always like to bring. Uh, yes, sir. When, when people who are HBCU grads, you're an engineer, uh, I'm actually going to feature you. I'm, I'm starting this big HBCU uh, awards platform, and I'm going to feature you as one oh, of wow. my people on that platform because I, I go into the education of HBCUs and, you know, then the, the engineering, the STEM program, medical. Uh, and it, because, you know, people kind of see HBCUs strictly as. As marching bands and football right and that's right. not fair and so i developed this platform called hbcu awards where I, I look at the educational ent- uh, growth of what hbcus i always tell people well, if it was not for hbcus then i would not have i would not be where i'm at today because I, that's because right they were built because they weren't letting us in college
0: <laughs> that's right fam you <laughs> made me you yeah too. and
5: so t- talk to us about fam before we get back into the book
0: Oh my gosh, it, it, you know. And also also the, that's a,
5: that's in the first chapter too about your brand, protecting your brand.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, because the the thing about your brand is, you know, we it you can you can shape it and and mold it and and create what you want people to, to see about you online but that's not the only place it gets represented you know it's represented when you when you shake a hand in person and, and look somebody in the eye it's represented when you send that email uh, that cold email to that person you want to ask to be your mentor it's represented you know by what somebody is saying about you when you're not in the room you know all, all of those opinions that people have about you go into your brand as well but you know since I'm in tech and you know, engineer and all that stuff, the digital footprint space is where, you know, I focus because that's where young people tend to make the bulk of their mistakes and, you know, and, and things get a little bit dicey for them online. So that's why we talk about the digital footprint. But when you're talking about your brand, it's, it's all of those things. And, you know, I wasn't representing my brand super, super well uh, back in the day before I got to FAMU because I, <laughs> I, was, recruit, I was recruited very heavily by a Frederick S. Humphreys, no relation. His, mm-hmm. He has an S at the end. I don't. Uh, but I was recruited very heavily and, and blew him out, blew him off completely. You know, he called my house twice when I was a senior in high school and I didn't pick up. I didn't answer the phone. I didn't go to the information session. He was in town. I'm originally from Pittsburgh, PA. And he was in town doing an info session about FAMU. I didn't go. I didn't bother with it. I said, ah, I don't know nothing about no FAMU. Who wants to go there? I'm, I want to go to MIT. Or Georgia Tech, or you know Stanford, or somewhere like that, and and just really had really didn't consider it at all. But but the grace of God protects babies and fools, and you know he called me back a third time, and he said, "Listen, I want you to come to Florida A and M." And at the time, he had an initiative. Uh, where he wanted to have more national achievement scholars mm-hmm. than any other Tier university,
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. any other
0: university in the country. And he and he did that during the time that uh, President Humphreys was the president of FAMU, uh, Florida A&M had more national achievement scholars than any other school in the country. And, um and I, I was a national achievement scholar. So that's why he had sort of Targeted me to to recruit, and you know he's like, listen, I need you, I need you down here. That that's all I can tell you. And if you come, you won't have to pay a dime. So I said, shoot, sign me up. <laughs> if, if, if that's, if, if that's what we doing. we we, have, we just throwing out money like that. I like sign me up. So um, got a chance to go down and visit the university, um, my spring break of my senior year in high school, and just totally fell in love with the idea of so many black people all together at the same space with the same goal. Mm-hmm. I had never seen that before. I mean, my, my high school, it wasn't predominantly black or predominantly white. It was pretty mixed. Um, so, you know, just that idea of being in a place where everybody looked like you and everybody and all it, the professors looked like you and, you know, and everybody was in pursuit of, You know, higher learning, higher education, a better life, that whole thing. It it just it was life changing. It was absolutely life changing.
5: Wow. That's great. Let's let's go to some of the things that you talked in the book. Let's talk about what exactly is a digital footprint because you discussed that. So That is.
0: Yes, it, your digital footprint is any and all of your electronically connected activity. Texting, so email, that, social media. Text, email, mm-hmm. group chat, mm-hmm. you know, emails, Google searches. Um, YouTube. You know, anything that, mm-hmm. yes, anything connected to the internet anything Mm -hmm. connected to the internet is 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 your makes up your digital footprint so when you're talking about how that informs your personal brand you need to understand that all of that goes into it because all of that stuff is something that is searchable and recoverable if you can find it and bring it back up to show somebody that's a part of your digital footprint because Because, because initially
5: with the with the with the famu connection you were not representing your brand correctly you was representing your brand as a as a lazy person you represent your brand as a person who don't call back a person who
0: you know who, who just bl- at, the, at a minimum i could have called the man back right right you know? right, right so, so that was
5: that was a representation that's one of the things you talk about that's why you tell your story in the book is that it all starts with you your brain. It
0: all starts with it. All starts with you. A- absolutely. And he could have he would have been well within his right to say this little girl. You know what I mean? For, forget her. You know what I mean? I, I got a, I got plenty of national. There's plenty of national team. scholars no, across no, the no. country See, that will see, be, see, see that what will you be forgot,
1: Steph.
5: Of. See what you forgot. You forgot. See, you are in football terms. You are a five star recruit. So I'm saying so. I'm just I'm gonna slow this down, Steph. You know, you because you changed Rashawn's life than LinkedIn. So I, I gotta call you a five-star <laughs> recruit. See, five-star recruits can kind of like be stupid a little bit and they still get scholarships.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know, because because it was a blessing because when I'm reading your book, it is so many things that I was just like, for instance, one of the things you say is writing skills, okay? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I I, 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 it's free, but you also can purchase it. It's called Grammarly. Grammarly. And so every time I send an email, (laughs) it pops up. Every time I go on a LinkedIn, it pops up. If I want to check my spelling, check my words, check my commas, check my parentheses, check everything. And the same thing, especially when I'm writing an extended email, it pops up. And so there are things out there that will, that protect me.
0: That will help you. Mm Mm-hmm. Ain't no excuse. Ain't no excuse. And then, like, like I said, it's got-
5: free. It's free, but you can upgrade it beyond free. But I, I just know that when you say writing skills, that's what I'm just saying. It's such a wonderful book, Steph, and Thank that you've you. written because of the fact that one one chapter totally uh, uh, rewrote my whole LinkedIn pl- platform. And then other mm-hmm. great chapters reminded me the importance of what I'm doing. Stay the course. Stay the course.
0: Yes. Yes, content is king, but consistency is queen you know, and I just made that up. I'm going to use that again. Don't do that. Don't do that.
5: Don't, don't do that. No, do it, it's true it. though.
0: Content yeah. is king, but consistency Absolutely. is clean. It really people is. People want to hear what, people want to hear what you have to say, but you got to keep saying it. And you, and, and you can't be wishy-washy and flaky about how often you post or, or when you post or, and it doesn't have to be every day. I think that's where people get, especially people that are trying to grow their followers. I, I get questions all the time about how can I get my following? I got this business. I'm, you know, the cupcakes, shop or whatever. And then I go and look at their feed. And you know their last post was from two weeks ago and, and that's just not going <laughs> to cut it <laughs> right,
1: but, right.
0: But, you, but you also that's a lot of work, work.
5: No, no, <laughs> then you get, that's a lot of work I got a it is. It, it, it's a lot of
0: work but you have to understand number one it doesn't have to be every day when I say consistent I don't mean every day all day because, can, we say can I say
5: something first of all let's, let's say something about this we're in an era where you, it used to be where you had to get on a radio show buy a commercial buy a print ad and now mm-hmm. they have a system out here that's free that's free all it takes is effort consistency and planning okay now now that's 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 the key in this conversation now effort now if it's effort and this will be something that you want to do now this is supposed to be your dream it's supposed to be your gift it's supposed to be your passion right Right. where the complaints coming from so if it's it's difficult for you to post about your cupcakes or tell the story about your chicken wings you might want to get out that business Because if you don't have the passion to excitedly tell people what excites, supposedly excites you and makes you your money, then that's a problem that you need to really research and move on to the next story because that storyline is not going to last. And that's what happens to people all the time
0: it is, but it's but it's tough cuz especially if you are a small business owner and you're you're doing everything yourself, you're the marketing team, you're the distribution, you're the you and you got to go back and fry the chicken wings or or bake the cupcakes too, you know, that's just one more thing to do after a long day, but you know, prioritizing it by maybe taking you know three hours on a Sunday and scheduling some stuff to go out, there are tons of free tools yes, that you can use to do that, like Buffer or Hootsuite. Um, but 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 it and and again, it doesn't have to be every day. If if people know that you're gonna post some 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 delicious you know mouthwatering pictures of, of cupcakes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, they come to expect that, so they know that's when they can that's when they'll see your content. So you know whatever that is, whatever that looks like for you and what you're comfortable with, you know, make that happen, but just be consistent.
5: Absolutely. I'm talking to Stephanie, Steph, Tech, Humphrey, FAMU grad, uh, Florida A&M, HBCU. Uh, no doubt. Book, Don't let your digital footprint kick you in the butt. A lesson in what not to do on the Internet to build your personal brand. Where can they get these books or uh, this book?
0: It will launch officially on August tenth, so you'll be able to get it on Amazon there. But you can pre-order it right now mm-hmm. on my website, tilldeathyoutweet com.
5: Okay, cool. Uh, send me an ad, send me a banner so I can put it in my newsletter this week. Okay, will do. Uh, because yeah. I am going to put a little nice little quote that you changed my brand on LinkedIn. I recommend. I am going to endorse you in my newsletter this week. Okay. Uh, I
0: appreciate. Okay, you.
5: cool. There's a couple of things that were in the in the book. It was some it was some lingo that you threw out there that I want to yes. talk about that the SEO like you know what the SEO is a uh, search mm-hmm. engine optimization and mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about the who is the iCloud the sir you know a lot of your wayback machine and talk about in the T-O-S. I kept going what is TOS what is it oh terms of service okay cool so so let's let's start with the uh, SEO SEO search engine okay. optimization
0: SEO is very important, and I don't think people really pay enough attention to it because it's a a really involved algorithm, basically. So when you Google something, you know, say you Google little black dress, you know, the first thing that comes up might be Macy's.com, then Nordstrom.com, then Saks Fifth Avenue, whatever. However that order comes up, there's a reason for that. And that's search engine optimization. That search engine optimization is the, the order in which things get returned in search. And there's a lot of, you know, stuff going on behind the curtain that makes that happen. A lot of stuff you can do for your websites, for your social media, for whatever. But the reason it's important is because depending on how you, depending on what your digital footprint looks like, you have some little bit of control over what that search result looks like. So if you've never googled yourself, I say that's where you start. Google yourself and see what comes back. You know, you never know. You you may be thinking you're out here killing the the branding game and the marketing game, but your name doesn't show up on a Google search until 5 pages in. Or there might be somebody out here that has your same name that's getting better search results as you. And that that maybe you don't want people to, to associate with your name. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's a porn star, maybe it's somebody mm-hmm. with a crim- criminal record or, or something like that. So um, so you wanna you wanna have as much control over what the internet knows about you and shows other people about you as possible. So your digital footprint should reflect that. So you should be taking advantage of as many social platforms as possible because social media platforms do excellent SEO. Um, So if you have an account with that platform and your account is complete and all the required fields are are, are filled in and you've got a photo and you've got a bio and all that good stuff and you're engaging with the platform, those will come up near the top. If you have your own website, that'll usually come up right near the top. If you have a YouTube channel, you know, however many, as many digital assets as you can get uh, those will usually bubble up to the top, and then you know, depending on who you are, if you if you can get any media attention, that kind of stuff usually comes up on the first couple pages. So so when you're when you're thinking about how I build my digital footprint, so that you know when someone Google's me, they see the stuff I want them to see. You think about those digital assets that you have access to, and honestly, you know, we 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 talked about LinkedIn a lot this this time, this hour, but that's a good place to start. If you don't have your own website yet or if you don't plan on getting one LinkedIn is a great place to start for anybody because their SEO is amazing LinkedIn is still the first thing that comes up when you search my name Absolutely. and I have a website I have a website I got Instagram I got everything but LinkedIn is still the mm-hmm. first thing that comes up so because um, it was a, built
5: right you had the right information in there unlike Rashawn right. McDonald that's why Rashawn <laughs> McDonald LinkedIn account never was ever we, popped we
0: up down at the of- way,
5: way <laughs> down at the bottom it was just oh, terrible It's just 10. terrible (laughs) I'm talking to my friend, uh, Stephanie Steftek Humphrey. Um, Her book entitled... Don't let your digital footprint kick you in the butt. A lesson in what not to do on the Internet to build your personal brand. It's only 71 pages. It's amazing. But before I go, I wanted to talk about this little thing. I think that would catches the attention of high school students when you go over there. Teenagers and and these photos they sent out semi nude or full nude yeah. and, and it can just damage their whole careers. Uh, talk about that, because I know a lot of parents listen and they can tell their child or uh, them about this situation because they heard it on Money Making Conversation. That plays a role in this book. I'm telling you, this book covers uh, cyberbullying, revenge porn, uh, iCloud, a photo upload. It's an amazing book uh, that Stephanie. But Steph, before you leave, talk to us about that.
0: Yeah, kids really have to be careful with that because I know that's the way that they communicate these days and that's the way they flirt and that's how relationships uh, interact uh, these days. But that kind of thing will follow you around the web forever. You can go on YouTube right now and Google revenge porn and you'll see women – 30, 35 years old that sent a photo when they were 17, that still comes up when you search for their name, that still is keeping them from getting the jobs they want and, and, and living the life that they want because of this one time when this one boy, you know, asked me for this picture. So we really got to stress to our young ladies, especially, that, you know, it, it's just not worth it. It's not just worth not it. worth it. All
5: right. But I'm going to tell you who is worth it the tech queen, Steph Tech. <laughs> she's got it going on. I, you know, I always enjoy uh, when you come on my show. I always appreciate you taking the time to come on my show. Uh, we always have a great time, but the information you give is always, uh, I think life changed because of the fact that people's lives, if they don't listen. You know, if they don't think before they post, it can really change their future currently because the past in the social and digital world, the past don't leave you. It's just be hanging out there in cyberspace. You can click delete all you want It's athletes. In the baseball football from the past when they was in high school and said high little racial school. statements, they're coming back to haunt them and having That's to apologize right. and all these things. Steph, all I need from you is a banner so I can promote your book on my social media. I will also promote you in my HBCU awards. You're going to get a little notice, a little, a little thing on my tag, you let you know that we love you, but keep winning. Okay.
0: I appreciate you, Rashawn. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Alrighty.
5: happy to have him back on the show, has always believed this. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. That God has great plans for each of us. We must simply listen for his voice, follow directions, overcome the obstacles, and stay the course. He is the chairman and CEO of Fraser Net Inc., a global networking movement that brings together diverse human resources to increase opportunities for people of African descent. He's also a renowned networking guru, entrepreneur, and motivational speaker. speaker. Happy to have him Back on money making conversation, please welcome George Frazier.
7: (laughs) John, so good to hear you, man. I wish I had that voice. I wish I had that voice. I I, I, I have
5: almost as much
7: money as you. God, you you are so blessed, man, and a beautiful mind too, and a beautiful spirit. I appreciate it. First
5: of all, for you know, like I said, the thank you. You know, I I I I always watch you read your quotes. Uh, You came on my show, man. It was a blessing last year, and uh, this time. I just wanted to, you know, the event's October, right? It's, it's scheduled, it's still scheduled in October. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's,
7: it's October 14th through the 17th. Right, it's still in Houston. It's, it's in Houston. it's in Houston, Rashawn. So,
5: oh, uh, now, like, I said, like I said, I still got an opportunity to be there. Now, I'm not giving that's up. Right. Now. That's right. That's get this right. <laughs> crazy man out of the White House. We might be able to get this pandemic under control. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So, cool. no, don't even, oh, Right. <laughs> cool. now the mission of your uh, Fraser net is to produce products and services that teach and promote excellence and effective networking to facilitate business to business business to consumer mentoring and role modeling for people of African descent now that's important yeah. uh, when you when I hear you speak of it because you've been doing it all your life and and I've I've seen it and now I've been able to catch fire and uh, and start doing it myself because you mm. have mentored me. Through direction and yeah. and because that's always been a part of your DNA. Talk about it, George.
7: Um, uh, you know, uh, and I want to say this to our people and still be loved. We, we, Rashawn, we are not suffering because we cannot resolve our problems. We are suffering because we cannot see our problems mm-hmm. clearly and distinctly. That we have been hurt more by what we don't know than by what we can't do okay True. that we want progress black people want progress without execution it's execution 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 yeah. yes you have to we have to protest and even rioting has its own place in the movement. but at the end of the day you when the protesting ends you have to organize and you have to execute okay, right. and, 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 and that requires now knowledge, that requires knowledge that enables you to rally out people and point in the proper direction to get them inspired, but there's a beautiful passage in the Bible that all black people know and they quote, right, and it's Hosea 4 verses 6 my people perish for the lack of knowledge, now right. everybody every black person in America knows that one, Absolutely. but what you never hear is the rest of that passage. My people perish for the lack of knowledge, and because thou has rejected knowledge, I also reject thee. Thou right. shall be no priest to me. So this is God telling his people, if you do not see, up, seek knowledge, improve your mind, improve your relationships, improve your ability to handle the money that I allow you to make, right? I reject you and you cannot be no priest to me. You can't say nothing to me because you have refused to learn. This is one of the beautiful things I love about your program. You are constantly teaching knowledge and bringing knowledge keepers to the microphone to help teach and enrich our people. So, this is what we are all about. Absolutely. at Fraser Net and Fraser Nation. Uh, someone asked me the other day,
5: Dr. Fraser. Yeah, they what need to be a t shirt now. In? You know they need to be a t shirt. Fraser Nation. Fraser Nation. That's right. That got that got to right. be a t-shirt. You know, that got to be a cap now. Fraser Nation citizens <laughs> of
7: generational wealth where our citizens are committed to demonstrated excellence equity and investment, mm-hmm. and entrepreneurial thinking, Rashawn. I didn't say entrepreneurship, I said entrepreneurial thinking, thinking. that mm-hmm. is taking responsibility, taking ownership uh, and, and uh, for your own life. That's really what we need. And once we begin to think that way, Rashawn, then that can morph into entrepreneurship, right. and then that can morph into building and creating work and jobs for our people. Because by the end of the 21st century, black people have to be the number one. Employer of black people and every immigrant group that has ever come to this country. Rashan has understood that for black people. Mm -hmm. Jews are the number one employer of Jews. Asians are the number one employer of Asians. East Indians are the number one employer of East Indians. Arabs are the number one employer of Arabs. Ultimately, we too must become the number one employer of our people. But that requires knowledge. knowledge, that requires. Sacrifice, You know, mm-hmm. I, I little piece that I do all the time is don't quit your job until that's what it's called. Don't quit your job until your side income covers twice as much as your monthly expenses. Yes. Don't quit your job until your emergency fund can cover one year of expenses. Right. Don't quit your job until you are skilled enough to make your side hustle your main business. And don't quit your job until you're ready to work 12 to 16 hours a day. Amen. Like you and I do.
5: Absolutely. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm going to tell you something, George. I appreciate it. You know, I I just love the fact that there's always a sense of direction when you talk. And when I say that, I look at the pandemic and there's this bad of the pandemic because of the fact that it overtly affects affects African-Americans, the COVID-19. What I also see now is that it is a wake up call to technology for black people. Because yes. especially in the restaurant world, you know, deciding to just be a in dining only facilities, not using Uber and not using that da- and then DoorDash and all these things and 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 to go practices were not built out in other areas. Now talk to us about that because I know I had to change my game. You know, when I was, that's right. I had to become a Zoom-oriented company. I didn't just stop and just started crying. I had to like use technology, <laughs> otherwise I would have been that's ineffective. Right. So talk about that's that right. because that's what you were talking about. You were talking that yes. Before the pandemic, and now <laughs> right. it is raising its ugly head during the pandemic.
7: See, I love, I love that. I love the way you frame that up. So let's let's think about that for just a minute. So COVID nineteen now has us homeschooling, praying, spending time with family, praying for others, and being sober-minded. Now that sounds like God is in charge. This isn't a plague, this isn't a pandemic, this is an awakening, Rashawn. That's what we are into right now. If our brothers and sisters haven't noticed by now that 2020 was designed for you to get back in touch with your soul and raise your consciousness so that you can elevate your life, Mm -hmm. this will be known, 2020 will be known, as before George Floyd and after George yes, Floyd, I, the three I agree. things that God put in line, the three things that God put in line to get us in line. Mm-hmm. He gave us Trump plus COVID plus George Floyd. Yes. Those three things together changed our world, right? And if we don't understand what the opportunities are for us now post- George Floyd, shame on us, mm-hmm. right? So Absolutely. our job, your job, my job as leaders in the community, you have a powerful voice, you have a powerful platform. I listen to you at least three to four times a week, Thank right? Mm-hmm. Um, in various uh, platforms that you're on, whether your stuff is on YouTube, whether it's on some other uh, distribution system or mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. social media, whether stuff that you're posting up, um, but that's what you're doing. You're leading. You're leading, mm-hmm. you are a voice of change, mm-hmm. you are a voice of power, you are a voice of giving our people specific directions and things to do. Right. That's what we have to do, yes. and that's what you have to do. Um, there's another little piece I always talk to black people about, because I always, Dr. Fraser, what would you be doing? What would you be said, But listen... Let me give you very th- three very simple financial Listen. rules, financial rules that will give you financial freedom. It's a simple rule, simple rules. Your rent or your mortgage should be less than what you make in a week. Your rent or mortgage should be less than what you make in a week. Most of us are house poor. We buy too much house for not enough monthly income, right? So that's Mm -hmm. number one. Your rent or mortgage should be less than what you make in a week. Number two, only borrow money to make more money. That's what the banks do. Number three, as your income increases, your cost of living should decrease or stay the same, right? Mm -hmm. So those are three things. You follow those three simple rules, you're going to find financial freedom. Right. So we have to stop this notion of, of spending more than we earn.
1: Mm.
7: We must or even spending all that we earn. We must spend less than we earn and invest the rest. If you're gonna have any kind of financial freedom in your lifetime, one of the baddest habits that black people have when it comes to money is our addiction to instant gratification versus delayed gratification. Let me say that another way. Um, I would rather carry a plastic bag with $5,000 in it than to carry a a $5,000 Louis Vuitton bag with $100 in it, right? You think you're winning. That ain't winning. Right. Louis Vuitton is winning. Nike is winning.
5: Armani is winning. Five thousand dollar bag a a plastic bag with five thousand (laughs) dollars in it versus a five thousand Louis Vuitton, which is depreciated with hundred dollars in it. That's right. I got you, brother. I got, oh, let's really? oh, go going and make it cleaner, okay, a plastic a, a plastic bag with $5,000 in it, that's one value, yeah. then you have a Louis Vuitton bag with that plastic bag in it, okay, in it, <laughs> let's go it. Let's go make it clean, let's go make it clean, Dr. That's Dr. Right. Frazier, that's, that's clean, right. that's right, that, that, that's that right, because that's what you're dealing right there, you're dealing with a depreciated item versus a valued item, but because we are caught up into aesthetics, Oh, well, look at right. what I got. Look at what I drive. Look, look at what I wear. But that 5000 in the bank, that 5000 invested in the right stock will grow while that bag, that Louis Vuitton bag, it may be flossing. It may make you look good, but it devalues right. every time you take it out the house.
7: That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And when you we'll cover this when you when you when we cover the principles of 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 the seven main streams of income, right? There's seven main streams of income, and a black person need to be doubling their streams of income every single year. That's one of the things we teach at the Power Networking Conference. If you come with a single stream of income, we teach you how to have two. If you mm-hmm. come with two streams of income, we teach you how to have four. If you come with four streams of income, we teach you ought to have eight, okay? But there's seven fundamental streams of income. But let me say this first
1: mm-hmm.
7: Black people are in an existential crisis. Mm-hmm. We are in an existential crisis. Until a black America puts black America first, black America will always be last. Mm-hmm. To be to, to, to be black and beautiful means nothing unless you're black and powerful, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. White folks are planning for three generations and mm-hmm. we're planning for Saturday night. Mm-hmm. The goal is to win, not to look like we're winning, right? Mm-hmm. It is interesting to me, Rashawn, that the rich stay rich by pretending to be poor and the poor stay poor by pretending, pretending to, to be, be rich. rich. What's up with that? Right? It's a mindset. It's a a mindset. So we have to fix that mindset. And we
5: will. Now, just before you say anything, this is what I heard the first break was that she normally on my I have a very popular thing I do on my um, Facebook on Mondays. It's called Monday Morning Motivation. And uh-huh. I only do that with my signature on it. I don't grab anybody, I don't grab Oprah or Harry Tubman quote, it's all Rashan Cause I would feel something. If you if you're gonna teach somebody, teach it from the knowledge that you have developed or you're building. Now that uh-huh. first break. Uh-huh. Now you have a, you have a conference October 14th through the 17th. Starting uh-huh. on Monday P. M. in the month of September, every one of those nuggets that you dropped. In my interview with you today, Mm -hmm. I'm going to turn them into motivational cards, letting people know who you are and inspiring them and also encouraging the register every Monday, starting in the month of September. I'm letting you know that, George. I got to do it for you you, because what you did, man, I was listening. Just, just, I was like a sponge diving in an ocean, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "It's no way, you know. I, right. It's no way I can let that knowledge just sit on a podcast or sit on my syndicated radio network. I got to let this right. be showcased because people tend to share that information when they see a great quote. They'll share it, and then I don't know who else may share it from them. So I'm going for the month of September And the PM on Mondays, and I'm going to let you know when I start because I'm going to share it to you. I say "Look." I'm doing it just like I told you. We're going to promote the fact that your conference is October 14th in my hometown of Houston, Texas. Tell us about the PowerNet.
6: Well, well, the
7: Power Network Conference is now in its 19th year. And uh, we were in Houston last year. We're going to be in Houston this year. We're going to be in Houston next year. So we say at least three years in a major urban center like Houston, one of the fifth largest urban centers in America. Absolutely, The Power Networking Conference was selected by Forbes Magazine as one of the top five conferences in America not to be missed. Not one of the top five black conferences, but one of the top five of all conferences produced in this country not to be missed. We cover only two subjects, Rashawn, that. Is business development and wealth creation? That's Mm -hmm. what we Mm -hmm. cover. As far as I'm concerned, for the Mm -hmm. 21st century, Mm -hmm. that's all Negroes need to be talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. The first level of progress of any group is economic progress, right? right. Mm-hmm. And then, as Dr. Claude Anderson has taught us all for the last 30 years, you use your economic power, your economic progress, right, to move to the political level where you use your money to buy, rent, and lease politicians, all right, to get laws changed in your favor. If you ask any honest politician, what would they want from you, uh, your vote or your money, an honest politician was. Say, give me your money and I will get your vote okay <laughs> yes. it took a billion dollars for Barack Hussein Obama to become president. where you think he got that money from and what did they want for the money
5: right right mm-hmm.
7: they wanted favor they mm-hmm. wanted laws change regulations changed mm-hmm. in their favor mm-hmm. as a return on their investment, investment. Yes. in the political system, that's mm-hmm. how it works. It's economics first, that's where we are, that's what we're talking about, how to make you great, how to make you wealthier, how to make you have more successful businesses, right? And then we provide you the financial education, the financial literacy right. necessary mm-hmm. for you to understand the machinations of capitalism and how to leverage that, right? and how how to build your own what I call black wealth check list. It's real simple. A black wealth check list. What is it, Doctor Fraser? Well, simple. Tomorrow, yes, sir. Deposit a hundred dollars. Just a hundred dollars into a high interest savings account. Okay, because money attracts money. So you spend a hundred. If you don't already, if you don't have a high interest savings account. Just go put a hundred dollars in and watch the magnet uh, the magnetism of you investing that hundred dollars in a savings account is calling for more money and you and that's going to seed you to have better saving habits. That's number yes. one. Number two, buy five shares of stocks from a brokerage account. Okay, uh, we. Black people, uh, on a percentage basis, uh, have the lowest number of people in our community investing in stocks and bonds and mutual funds. All kinds of studies uh, have been done on that. Now, you say, well, Dr. Fraser, what stock should I buy? Well, whatever you eat, whatever shoes you wear, and you wear Nike, buy some Nike stock. You eat McDonald's, buy some McDonald's stock. Whatever you're using, buy the stock you Buy that. nails so from Home Depot?
5: Buy Home Depot stock.
7: Come on Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. there ain't no better time right now than to buy some stock. So we, we, we're putting together your black wealth list. Now, open a 401k if you don't already have one, or a 4013b or an IRA and try to calculate how to retire with a million dollars by time you're the age 60 and ask your employer to match what you put in. Most employers will do that. Just started. If you haven't already started now, maybe you've already started something like that. All right. Figure out how much you're going to have to continue to put in over what period of time so that you'll have at least a million dollars by time you are 60 or ready to retire. Now, another thing I don't have to, I don't want to tell you that we got bad credit. All right. So Mm -hmm. pull your credit report, brothers and sisters, and plan uh, on how to raise your score at least by 20 points every six months. All right. Until you get over. 700, right? Because we know that the lower your credit score is, anything you buy, uh, uh, you are going to pay the highest interest rates on the planet. Whether it's your credit cards, whether you're buying a new home, whatever, whether you're buying a new car, you want to get your credit, right? Right. And it may take you a year or two, but that is going to save you more money over the long haul than almost any single thing that you can do. Now, Number, n- number six, We're building a, 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 a black wealth a checklist here, Right. okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, checklist. I want you, brothers and sisters who are listening, I want you to pay about $50 above your minimum on your credit cards and your student loans. That means that you can reduce... The payoff period when you do this by at least twenty five to
5: thirty percent. You're actually paying time. the interest right there. You pay that fifty dollars no, no, is the
7: interest. There you go. That's right. There you go. There you go. There you, go. you got it. You got it. That's mm-hmm. right. So that so, so this is now number six. Research term and whole life insurance and decide what's best for you. You get a brother or a sister who's in the insurance business, it's one of the four pillars for the intergenerational transfer of wealth, Proverbs 13.22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. One of the four pillars, for Sean is proper insurance. 60% of all wealth is transferred through tactical and strategic placement of proper insurance. The New York Times did a major article on black people and their cell phones, and what they discovered about us is that uh, there were more black people that had insurance on their cell phones than on their lives or the lives of their children by a factor of 10. So we value our cell phones more than we value our lives. Get properly insured so that you can transfer your wealth when it's time tax-free using insurance strategies. Very, very important. Now, number seven. Open a Roth IRA for your child or open a 529 college plan for your child so it can be used to pay uh, for college if you want to, or you can use it to pay for trade school or community college, right? Put some money away for your child's education. Open it up now if you have not done that. I'm down to the last two. Gift a U.S. Treasury bond. Two new babies in your family. That you was something. Let's, let's
5: let me, let me slow down on that. When we were growing up, there you, the you go. Twenty five dollars. That's right, that, dude. That's right. That was part That's of right. the mo. Your parents right. bought that for you. That's I don't right. care if you was in the That's hood. I don't know That's hood. right.
7: That's right. That's right. It worked then, and it still works. All right. A twenty five dollar. Now, what I did for my my two, I have two granddaughters, I have two three granddaughters. Mm-hmm. I have two beautiful sons blessed me with three beautiful granddaughters Mm -hmm. the moment they were born Rashawn Mm -hmm. I purchased them Mm -hmm. an index universal life policy right Nora Jean and I pay for those policies every month it costs us uh, about $60 a month Mm -hmm. for each of our grandchildren and by time they retire this is the God's honest truth this is no hype no exaggeration by time my three granddaughters retire they will have five million dollars available to them tax free yes that's absolutely the truth okay absolutely so that's another thing so either either give give your grandchildren a savings bond but give them something and let them know that it's there Right, that can begin to seed their, their, their desire to want to see it grow and the desire to save and the desire to invest in, and, 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 and finally start every year you should start a new stream of income. There should not be a Negro in America with a single stream of income. Hopefully brothers and sisters you have learned that since COVID-19. Okay? So Absolutely. what should you be doing during COVID-19? You should be skilling up That's what you should be doing. You should be skilling up. You should be learning new strategies and tactics around investment. That's what we teach at the Power Networking Conference. Most importantly, we teach what we call the seven income streams. There's seven fundamental income streams. Now, you can have have four different registration
5: platforms, right, George? There's four Mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. That's the regular registration, the student registration, the VIP Mm -hmm. registration, and the ultra VIP registration. This is all going down October 14th through the 7th in Houston right. Texas my hometown
7: right that's right that's right A- absolutely um so if, 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 if we have three minutes, I can tell Do our you think? I want to I want yeah.
5: no, just say this, add additional uh, you know, glow to it. You meet over 50 plus global network of black overachievers ready to share their wealth of knowledge with you. You meet millionaires, potential partners, investors and to build your network, and there are workshop speakers as well. So, I just want to let everybody know, there are nuggets. You know, the, the visionary behind all this is Dr. George Frazier. But the conference works because of the gems that you able to, the relationships you're able to build and the ability to understand that you are not alone in this quest to be great, especially if you're African descent. Your turn, there, Doctor Frazier. I just let you, know, yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. know, I love your brand. I'm a pre- let me just promote it just a little bit for you. That's all.
7: <laughs> I love you. God bless you. It's always better, Rashawn. You know, it's always yes. better when someone yes, else it is. is saying yes, it is. Yes, rather it is. than it is. you saying Absolutely. it because it seems self-serving. But mm-hmm. I love you for that. Thank you so much. I just went through a little short list on how to get wealth. Mm-hmm. Now let's go through a real short list on how to give wealth. Right? Mm-hmm. How to give wealth? Mm-hmm. Because we're morally grounded, spiritually rooted people, and we know that too much is given, uh, much is expected, and much is required. How do you give wealth? Buy from a black owned business, right? Dine at a black owned restaurant. Get your nails and hair done at a black salon. Hire black vendors for your events, okay? Uh, Buy your hair products from a black owned business. Buy uh, buy from a black author. Some brother or sister has written a book. Buy the damn book, All right. Mm -hmm. Buy from your friend's business. Why not? Right. Tithe at a black church, volunteer at a black led nonprofit. Tell a black man that you're proud of them. Tell a black child that they're destined for greatness. Tell a black woman she is necessary and donate to a historically black college and university. That's how you give. wealth, but you do it all within the context of your ability to Mm -hmm. give. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, so that so that's how you give wealth. Now you know how to get wealth. That's a short checklist on each one of those things. Mm-hmm. Each year you can you can write write this down when you when you hear this recording. Stop it and and then write play it, it down mm-hmm. and then check and play it back. There you go. There you go. Play it back. Right mm-hmm. now, seven streams of income. You should have. You, in your lifetime, you should be able to accumulate wealth uh, using at least four of these streams. What What is the first stream of income? Uh, earned income. That's income from working from a job. But you can actually earn two streams of income from working from a job if you're working two different jobs. Okay? That's, that's number one. There's profit income. Income from buying and selling stuff. In America, two things are going on 24-7. Somebody's buying and somebody's selling. We're doing all the damn buying. We are the consumption class. They are the merchant class. They make stuff. We buy stuff. Stop that, brothers and sisters, right? If you bake cookies, put them in a box, put a, put your name on it and sell it to somebody. If you live on a farm, take the manure, put it in a bag, put your name on it and sell it to somebody. You could become an entree manure, but stop doing all the damn buying and do some selling. That's profit income. Right. Third is interest income, income from lending money. Fourth is dividend income, income from owning stocks and bonds and mutual funds. Uh, The the, the fifth one is rental income. I made my first fortune income from renting a house. I had seven of them. They were two and three family homes on one block in the inner city of Cleveland, Ohio. Back in the day, in the 70s, I made a fortune. Mm -hmm. I bought them for pennies on a dollar, kept them for 10 or 15 years, turned them into section eight, but first class section Mm eight and made a fortune. And then so them back to the renters. Number 6 is capital gain, assets from increasing in value, not the Louis Vuitton bag because it doesn't increase in value, no. value. Not the car that you just bought bought because if you bought a car and you turned around to sell it back to the dealer, you he will not pay you what you just bought it for. The same thing with diamonds, okay? Buy some diamonds and then go back to the same store and try to sell them the next day and see what you get for it, all right? Mm-hmm. So you want you want assets that are increasing in value that's capital gains. And Finally, royalty income, that's income from others using your ideas, whether it's books, whether it's music, whether it's uh, uh, online uh, webinars, that kind of thing.
5: My man, I appreciate you. You know, this is a journey of knowledge, journey of information starting September you'll be able to hear some of these amazing quotes, see some of these amazing quotes on motivational cards I'll be posting on my at Rashawn McDonald I got over 800,000 followers so his message will be sold, his message will be branded and will be driving everybody to the October 14th to the 17th in houston texas for the power networking mm-hmm. conference again 18 years going strong going into number 19 That's we're going right. to do it again in 2020 dr
7: john go to have them go to powernetworkingconference.com you can find out everything you want to know about the conference www.powernetworkingconference.com
5: appreciate you brother we talk soon okay and you will hear from we me you. soon we, and plus i gotta power bring up. you back the last week in September so we can drive their last bit of people to the conference. You know you got to come back. Come on now. Let's do it. And you to talk about it because you, you, you don't Anytime believe what I'm going to do. You, you're not going to believe what them do. I'm going to do. I'm about to blast you, George Frazier. Dr. George Frazier. God
7: bless you. Thank God you. God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you, man. Keep doing God's work. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
5: We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that, Doc.
1: What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure.
5: Cars today are like computers on wheels, but you can't fix any of the new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24 7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1 800 Car 6000 and mention code MONEY. Or visit CarShield.com and use code MONEY to save 10%. That's CarShield.com code MONEY. A deductible may apply. My next guest is the CEO of Malden Brand Incorporated and Chairman of Black American Music Association. Bam, his impact on the global music industry has been felt for over 40 plus years. I know I've been right there with this young brother. Artist management, creative branding, and executive leadership, and has earned him the Living Legend Foundation Highest Honor, the 2018 Lifetime Achievement Award. Music may have been his first love, but he's also passionate about his community, family, and the next generation. Whether it's helping to develop superstar talent educating the next generation of leaders, directing a culturally inspired campaign, or using philanthropic efforts to evoke change. This is what my man does. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Michael Malden.
6: Oh man, thank you so much, Rashawn. That's that's uh, 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 <laughs> it's interesting. But I hear that myself. I'm like, you're talking about me. Uh, but uh, but no, I appreciate being on here with you, man. And congratulations mm-hmm. on your talk show. I really love what you're what you're about with this. Well, Mike,
5: yeah. you know, you and I sitting on many or radio studios, sitting on a many a couch. Oh, yeah. You know, just you know, different yeah. cities on the run, backstage. Talk about the music industry when we were talking, and about the music industry now. Right.
6: Well, you know, we've seen a lot, man. Obviously, I've been doing it for, you know, four decades, which is crazy, or over four decades in one way or the other, starting out as a roadie and being working with a lot of those artists in the early days, funk artists, you know, from Brick to Cameo and then going on to work with the Luther Vandross and the Bakers, and having the opportunity to work with, you know, some of the biggest and most prominent artists in the game. Um, and then in the 90s, you know, I went up to, uh, Columbia Records. I was drafted, as I would say, you know, from a management arm of just having a good deal of success with the artists and stuff I was working with. And I was asked to come in to Sony and do my thing. And, and I think, um, you know, I took on a role of, 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 you know, I was not bragging, but I felt like we could get a lot done, but I had never been on the inside of a label before. So I had the idea of becoming, a a division that could operate on its own accord and that kind of thing. So I went in pushing for that. Um, and, I, and I go to that because when you say where the music was in the, in the nineties, we were really striving breaking some walls down regarding releases and hip hop had really kicked in in the mainstream. And we were starting to do amazing stuff. And some of us that was controlling budget and really had our own full staff. So people uh, we were doing exceptionally well as right. we did there at Columbia. And, and we watched the movement happen. Come the two thousands, I was no longer in the system, not because of me not being there, but it changed. We saw that change coming. It changed back to all of a sudden being controlled from within being considered a department. No longer were um, black divisions or black music arms being given their own budgets and, They had to go to their white counterparts to get budgets approved and stuff like that. And I think a lot of that started to change and started to create a level of control that we've been fighting to get back for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Even though right now, black American music, which obviously is hip hop, R&B, funk, any of that fits right in there, is leading the entire globe in regards to streams. Uh, I, I think Spotify. It was just re, it was just report, reported that Spotify, for example, now I think is sixty five to seventy percent of its streaming income comes from Black American music. And, is, and isn't hip hop the number
5: one stream music? Isn't it?
6: There is uh, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. And then when you take the emergence, you know, of 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 R and B and hip hop, which little does people know, had a lot to do with coining the term urban. Mm -hmm. Back in the 90s, -hmm. Uh, the combination of R&B meeting where you'd have a a singing song that would have a a rap breakout or you'd have a rap with a singing hook. Those things started to change up the landscape so that they could be worked from a different perspective on Top 40 or Rhythmic Radio, which no black, very few black promotion guys was able to work those records there. So that started to change up the climate but i think that where we are now uh we are it's a different day there's no cds and stuff are not being sold obviously with the covid you know out here live engagements are harder but we are streaming more music in black american music than we've ever done and it's just a matter now trying to get more control and create a better level of ownership and and priority inside these buildings and outside in the community you
5: know? Absolutely. Well, no. So, what? Let's back up a little bit because I, I said a lot when I introduced you because you've done a lot and you are a lot. And I didn't, I didn't miss any words that I said in my credits. You are a phenomenal person. I've always enjoyed talking to you. We laughed. We uh, we You're talked right. about doing things together with NASCAR. I remember back in the You're day, right. you was NASCAR. We're talking. To, I'm, I'm broadcasting <laughs> right now from Atlanta. So you said, Rashawn, I got right. something I'm gonna do at NASCAR. Talk about that NASCAR diversity experience that you were dealing by. That was about Years ago, and now what's yeah. happening now?
6: Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it goes back away to your point. It was a while back, and and I started working in association with them. I grew up around the sport. I'm from North Carolina, right? I grew up around it. My dad' nickname was uh, they call everybody called him Lightning. I say nickname. It's almost like his name. And my dad was a uh, he wasn't a moonshiner, but I used to tell everybody he he was close like, to he, it. He was one of the <laughs> he was close to it. He was one of those guys that carried carried the shine. Mm-hmm. And so he was well known in the in the mountain. This is real conversation, and I was always around motorsports, dirt track racing, that kind of thing. I was one of those black kids that loved cars, and I was very much into it. So NASCAR was a big part of that, and a lot of times people didn't really understand it, but I was going to races uh, from the time that I was six years old on. So in 2004, through my love for it, I ended up reaching out uh, with my company, Malden Brand. Uh, with the time we was referred to as modern brand agency, and with that, we, uh, you know, our whole thing was about branding and right. and and having a having a an ecosystem that really meant, you know, taking the quote unquote black brand, black mm-hmm. community brand, and we actually referred to it as the urban brand at the time, mm-hmm. taking that and moving that into mainstream, and then taking those. Um, assets and things that we got from that and bring it back into the community. So that was always kind of our formula. And so I went after NASCAR. I went after it in a way to say, hey, y'all need some help. Not just from a diverse standpoint of black folks being there or black drivers being there, but from a youth perspective of young people and making sure, because the climate is changing. Most of your audience is older. You know, I, I knew my age and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm a fan. However, it's hard for me to get these young kids to go to the track with me, you know, and I've taken Bow Wow and I've taken Jermaine and a, a bunch of artists over the years, White Club, John and different people to the track mm-hmm. to give them that experience. Cause the experience is amazing, but on the official, on this big track, but just trying to really work it in and create more symmetry. And I think that, um, you know, because it was in all honesty, been viewed for years as kind of that good old boy type of networking that takes place in our world. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, from the black community felt like it was on the outside of us and we didn't really drill down. I got involved, started creating some programs, started creating some things. We, we ended up doing a, a couple of events around the country and in Atlanta, Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, Ed Clark, who's the president of that track out there, is a great guy. Um, we did something on Friday nights called Welcome. Fast Car Weekend. Welcome to Atlanta, mm-hmm. Fast Car Weekend. And we would end up. Um, we had Fast Life Fridays, and we had music played, and we did a little drag race on pit road down there. And I even had some of the ladies from the Real Housewives of Atlanta participated one year, and had a good audience. And it was just, it was a great blend of just getting people. We'd have fashion shows, so we realized that black people in our community spends more money per capita on on automotive. Right. And, and 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 automotive after parts than anybody. Right. So it's like, well, wow, you know, we love speed, we love all that. Why aren't we more involved? And so the idea was to try to really drill down. I will tell you, uh, that NASCAR is a family owned business and it is uh not public yet, but it it does great, has great television ratings and all that. And in a way they've been able to survive without really having that stamp of approval. Unlike some of the other sports with with b-ball or or football or Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. uh it's an expensive sport to get into so unless you got somebody financing you and 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 that can afford you to go out and possibly tear your car up after two or three laps and have to rebuild it it's a hard thing for black kids to to participate in so we were just trying to find ways to get that go-kart racing other things to add not just about being racing but also, it was a lot of mathematics and, and stuff went involved because of just engineering and that kind of thing with the way these cars are today. So it well, was all know, done around education. And you know, know, I, that,
5: that's me. why I wanted to bring it up in our interview because of the fact that, you know, I just say that, that NASCAR has always wanted to diversify and yeah. but that that flag that flag and it's right. like it's like you know you go there you see that and the flag was there y'all I'm gonna tell you I went to some NASCAR yeah, no, no doubt it, no it was doubt there that. it was there a lot especially when they had those those it, 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 it's just an experience just to go because those RVs it's like a new city out there they got the private yep. jets be coming in it's a lot of money at NASCAR and yeah, for, 100,000
6: and, people every ever, pretty much every Sunday and I'm and just telling you, you know, something they raced all weekend yeah. and I'm gonna tell you
5: something I went to it Steve Harvey and I we went several times and 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 if you just Mm -hmm. if you just put your eyes, just just look straight ahead. Don't look left or right. That car goes by your eyes so fast. (laughs) It is an amazing event to go to. Fresh air. Good food. Um, It's a great atmosphere. And to see now that they've taken down the flag. You know, yeah. With, with, yeah. With, 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 uh, with a president who's been resistant to that, which is incredible. And, right. and because NASCAR made this decision, it was the right decision. And seeing a driver yeah. like a very humble and courageous and talented, good looking, articulate driver like Bubba Wallace out there. Yeah. What, knowing what you tried to do back then and seeing what's happened now, what do you think the, the 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 possibilities of it really becoming an engaging level of participation for African-Americans?
6: I think it's huge, but I think we also got to look beyond, we got to look at the sport itself because there's a lot of marketing, a yes. lot of stuff involved. And I, and you know, and at one point they tapped into a lot of the schools of A&T and a lot of the HBCUs found talent. As a matter of fact, uh Terrence, that used to be on uh, uh, BET, 106 park. Yeah, Terrence J. Um, mm-hmm. Terrence J. Mm-hmm. You know, is from. he went to A&T. Terrence was actually, I met Terrence working for NASCAR. He right. was working for NASCAR <laughs> as an intern, believe it or not. Mm. And we used to talk about it. So, you know, when he went to try out for that job. But the point of it is, they, they have constantly for year after year been going after it. But I don't feel I think it's all been about be on the pit crew, be on some of these other things, and some of the more executive leaning roles. Uh, even though there are a few brothers and sisters involved, uh, could be much more inclusive, I believe. And some of the teams, and and you know, and even I was just talking to some friends from North Carolina this morning, even for North Carolina, which is kind of the hub of NASCAR, Charlotte.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
6: you know, I think that it's um, there's opportunities that we have to. It, 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 investigate or get more involved in to understand what those other jobs is. But I think it's high. I mean, Bubba, uh, Darrell Wallace, everybody refers to him as Bubba. I've known him for, uh, you know, since he got started, a great driver. I mean, really a talented, talented guy. And he just happens to be driving for Richard Petty, which is probably one of the most famous names in motorsports ever, right. mm-hmm. the Petty family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has he has the tools, still looking for you know he struggles with, like a lot of these other drivers, but he struggles to get partnerships and sponsorship, which is what makes these cars go around that track. Right. Um, it's an expensive sport. It basically costs you twenty million dollars a year to pretty much run one of these cars. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to have a bank with you somewhat to be able to support being out there. And I think that with that support, with now and so much attention, or even on him and the support that the sport is giving, as well as some of these young drivers coming up. I think it's a great opportunity. Right. And I also think there's a way to combine our music, particularly hip hop, with this sport more. It, right now, obviously country music is mostly associated with the sport, right. but it, over the it, even since I've gotten involved. Uh, not to say I had anything to do with it, but it definitely started, you know, gradually getting better you know, awesome. over time.
5: You know, when you meet people in your life and um, we have always we all have different journeys and you just sit down and you just uh, have a conversation. and You realize that you're talking to a difference maker and then 10 years later, he's still making a difference. That's what I love about difference makers. Yeah. You know, they don't they, yeah. they pivot. They pivot. You know, they see yeah, an opportunity yep, yeah. and they pivot, and uh, <laughs> and that's really you. In a lot of ways, you know, that's what I do all the time too. I people always say, "Man, you do this, you do this." Hey, man, I see an opportunity. I pivot. I don't. I don't question right. the opportunity. I pivot. That's that's a value right. that you carry strong to your heart. Correct, Michael.
6: It it really is, John. Um, you know, however, I, I think the way I view it is, I've always been one that if I believed in it, if I genuinely had the authentic feeling of of it, meaning that it was real, whether it started with me or, or I took it as a handoff or someone told me about it. If I passionately felt it, I was going to go for it. And But however, most of us, so much in our lives, we have that same element. It's just that a lot of times we're in front of, you know, nobody else thinks it's cool. Nobody else thinks it's valid. Nobody else feels like there's anything to it. So often we are in front of, Things that are taking place. So when we introduce them, like when you mentioned the NASCAR thing earlier, or when you do those things along the way, I did that out of passion and out of something I saw was needed. I don't believe everyone saw that same thing needed. They saw that there was things about it that was needed. There was opportunities if the right person or the right group. Or all of a sudden, we had twenty thousand people showed up at track today that was black or 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 some other minority group, then yeah. But the fact of digging down and understanding, I don't think it did. However, now you go from when that time was, the last event I think I did was probably 2017 or Mm -hmm. eighteen with NASCAR. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so you look now and you're like, wow, what? look at the change or look at the attention that it's getting or look at some of the things that NASCAR as an organization is having to stand up for. I had someone from the sporting news of NASCAR hit me, let one of the top guys that i ever raised, hit me last week that's always been a believer, a white guy, uh, in what I have uh, represented that did. And he asked me, Michael, it's a long time, hadn't talked to you in a couple of years, man, but, uh, has anyone reached out to you from NASCAR regarding what's going on? Cause they, they seem like to me now is the time they really need you. I was so taken back by that. Uh, I appreciate them saying it. But at the same time, it's just me, Michael Mala. I'm just trying to <laughs> do what I do. So <laughs> to understand that someone thinking about the sport that they really are believer in, needing help and say, wow, or feeling like, okay, there's a lot going on. What is our position now? Let's go to somebody we trust that knows that loves the sport, that genuinely is in it, that can help us out. That was his thought. Now, don't get it wrong. Nobody from NASCAR that <laughs> has reached out to me that I know of, but uh, I know all those guys, and I know well, the family. Mark, 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 let me, let me so read I you know.
5: something I just said in your credit. See, see okay. music may be his first love, but he is also passionate about his community, family, and the next generation. Whether it no is doubt. helping to develop superstar talent, educating the next generation of leaders, directing yep. a culturally inspired campaign, are using philanthropic efforts to evoke change. I said that about you in my credits. (laughs) So please don't be confused why he called you.
6: Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. And sometimes we do people say, man, just, it is what it is. But I, listen, I genuinely, what you just said, that is me, man. I, I, I live by this little quote I say, and, and we even use sometime with Bam. um, you have to acknowledge your history, yes, to inspire the future, yes. Period. And I live by that because I believe that everything that is transpiring, some of it is biblical, but everything that is transpiring today, whether it's the COVID nineteen or whether it's the social injustice that's taking place in the streets and out here, it has been here before,
1: mm-hmm. and
6: a lot of it we're just seeing, you know, being replicated or coming back around, and unfortunately. We address it many times like it's all brand new. Like, it, and, 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 and for those of us that know, as we get older, we have to learn how to pass the baton. We have to learn how to listen to the young folks. You know, right now there's stuff going on. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm consulting or talking to different people because of the Black Music Association with the labels and all that regarding everything's going on. And again, this debate between black and urban and all that stuff. And some of the young people, I love their energy and their fire, but they're ready to damn near burn some stuff down. Right. They just they just are angry, and they feel like they've been taken advantage of, and they feel like they're making hit songs, and nobody really giving them the credit, or ultimately find out they could have got a better deal, or their white counterpart had a better deal than them. Or... We have seen this mm-hmm. over and over, over yeah. the years, and some of us have lived it, and some of us have been in the seats of the highest position we could have been in at the time for the role in which we were playing. And I think that that being said, we forget sometimes how to hand off to our young folks or how to pull them together. Um, I was just reading something this morning and I'm so proud of you there in Atlanta um, to read that all the black radio stations and personalities our personnel was coming together as one mm-hmm. to see black radio Atlanta speak on behalf. And obviously we're talking about the voting. It's all centered around voting, but truth of the matter is we need it. Anyway, Rashawn, radio media has always been our voice. When I grew up, there was a thing called Randy's record mark, which is where I listened to all out of Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I listened to Well, actually it was Gallatin, Tennessee out of Nashville, I listened to every music. I grew up in North Carolina, but after nine o'clock at night, that's what you get. You could get AM radio and I know this makes you sound old as heck, but you could get AM radio and it was always music, R and B, blues, you know, whatever it may be at the time, uh, Otis Red, James Brown, you name it, but they were always talking about community and support and building up. Radio in Atlanta has always talked about community and support and we've kinda got away from that. Right. So we sound like sometimes we just a soundtrack that goes on in which music being played and that's great, but there's very little back talk, very little conversation. That's why I love what you're doing, because I think if we don't introduce or talk to our community more or share with them more about what's going on, we will continue to have lost minds and lost souls. And our next generation We'll be the ones to lead this nation, lead this world, lead this globe. If we've got
5: anything that we will have <laughs> in hey Mike, our possession hey you, you hey man, I'm loving you. I'm hearing you. Because this is why I created <laughs> this, because I go back to AM radio, you know, when, when they used mm-hmm. to when they used to let you talk before radio became right. music became king and the PPM yeah, said you can't talk. You can't talk. That's right. And, and, and That's right. When they ran PSAs on the radio, you know, you, you can have a little thing happen in the community. They read it on the radio for you. That's no when radio that. was real radio, you know. And so yeah. that was why I created Money Making Conversations because, you know, people don't want to let, they won't let this happen what I'm talking about on the radio. Or they yeah. shove it up on Sunday where nobody can hear it on Sunday morning. Well, it's they,
6: a, it, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, it, it, you know, a friend of mine, the late LeBaron Taylor was an executive at Sony for many years and part of the black caucus and really helped me tremendously, you know, got me to the white house a couple of times and just amazing guy, but he used to use the term and some of them that people that know him is from Philadelphia. And he's like, Michael, this has all happened before, before you came here to Sony and you're kicking butt right now and y'all are amazing. You're, you've turned this company around. He said, but before you came here, we were doing similar to the same thing we had these and one day they decided they whoever they may be decided they did they didn't want to do it no more and mm-hmm. we were successful so you need to be careful and and his word was always trying don't be bamboozled right. because we allow the trick bag to be put into play and that's what's going on now like imagine this Rashawn. If what you're talking about, what you're doing right now, if all the radio stations, I'm just going to talk about Atlanta. If you take the radio stations that, as the general public knows them from what's going on at KISS or what's going on at B103 or what's going on over at uh, Hot 107 or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be, Mm -hmm. you know, and you allow those jobs and those programmers to talk around their records and to be able to share information with the community and the public, this election wouldn't be. It would, trust me, we'd be in a much better place come the end of November, or come January uh, 2021, if that was able to happen. Because when you start to minimize our voice, you start to minimize the outreach to community. When you cut that off, all of a sudden it's touch point. All of a sudden you don't have to be black and from the culture and from the community to play, quote unquote, black music or hip hop music. But open your mouth and start talking about the issues on our community. Now you got to be black. Now you're needed. So mm-hmm. people position us where we're not needed, Or well, then we buy into it and don't think we are. Like anybody can do that. Absolutely. No you know the thing. That,
5: the thing that bothers me the most, and you're absolutely right. But now the jocks that they have on radio now, they are so music driven and 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 don't have a point of view at all. That when they talk about community change, it's almost like, why are you talking to me? Okay, you have now developed a a history to talk to me like that. You're not developing a history to tell me to go vote or tell me about COVID-19 because they won't allow that to happen. And so they've they've stripped the personalities of these these afternoon drive guys, these middays. Midday, they let them talk a little bit. But, hey, afternoon and morning, ain't nobody talking.
6: You, ain't
5: nobody talking right <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody talking afternoon and morning brother you know that right. so so it's right. really it's really crazy but I, before i, I, wa- I want to definitely talk about the the new digital series that you have amplified the state of black america yeah. music tell us about that right. and what's the direction and what's the what's the overall big goal the global impact of what you're trying to do with it
6: well first of all I, and again i appreciate that we're excited about amplified amplified is a it is a we call it provocative but more than anything, it really focuses on our culture mm-hmm. and on Black American music and the influence that it has on a global basis, particularly the economic influence right. in, in controlling, I mean, whether it's automotive, whether it's fashion, whether it's apparel, some way somehow music and our culture gets involved. We as a Black community drive drives global culture. So you can say, oh, it's Black and it's, this is Black, but Black music, Black culture is global culture is transferred now into quote-unquote western culture it has became the conduit to mainstream america and that's what that similar to what you're doing here that's what we do but from a little more entertaining aspects of it whether we take some of the artists our platform is all about the foundation right. of black American music and what it represents and people like myself and people like uh, L.A. Reed or uh, Captain Bruton up at BMI or Demet Gidry, who works along with me in that, or some of the more folks that we know that are on John Platt over at Sony ATV, uh, people that are really on the ground that's doing stuff, but it also taps in not just music, but it also taps into film or, and taps into, you know, social consciousness.
5: right.
6: At the same time, that's the foundation. Right. Then we talk about the preservation. Right. The preservation is all about those that came before us, those things that happened before us, and how important it is. We watched my man, Little Richard, who is from the state of Georgia, from Macon, die recently and get very little Claim that you know very little, very little attention to what he did. Now this was he was a self proclaimed architect of rock and roll. Yes, he was. But he genuinely was that guy. He was. He really really was that guy. He had Jimi Hendrix playing guitar for him. He had all these people that looked up to him. But yet and still he never got his just due. So for us, I this whole idea of amplified is to bring it out and then we talk about the new artist artists like her who mm-hmm. is amazing right. young girl plays all these instruments but she's doing things she's doing things in the community she's doing things in her street uh no different than alicia key doing things in the community all about family we are wanting to show that and there are some hip-hop guys as well that is really doing that so we refer to that as the innovation because that is the next step so our platforms for that show, which is hosted by Nwaka Amusa. Nwaka is an amazing young 34-year-old lady uh, from California, but she's now up at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, heading up tutorial. She's a she's a, she um, Handles all of the scenarios as it relates to um ex- 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 Expeditions and and, mm-hmm. and just different things
7: mm-hmm.
5: that
6: she has up there at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So she's in charge of that. She's amazing, My amazing man. individual. You know,
5: You know, I'm I'm so glad you called me. I'm glad to hear your voice. Yeah. I'm glad to hear yeah. the the things that we talked about. You still you you about as <laughs> motivated as me still,
6: Michael. <laughs> no doubt. But you know what? Before we go, and I know it's time. We got to get off, Rashon. But if I can say this. The Black American Music Association mm-hmm. is a non-profit trade association, mm-hmm. very similar to the, to the Country Music Association, very similar to uh, the Grammys or Narrows, but we're the, we're the governing body for music and culture, and we are bringing people together like crazy. Uh, you know, around the country and, and through music. And we want to be that voice and be that face. So you're going to be hearing about us. I'm, you know, I'm going to have a, it's a great executive group of people, mm-hmm. all black, mm-hmm. uh, doing some really amazing things. So I appreciate you taking the time to interview us. Uh, look out for that. Hey, man, so, I know Em
5: Walker, man. I'm gonna bring her, Let's get her scheduled on the show so I can interview her. I'm looking at her now. I know her. I know her. Yeah. Oh yeah,
6: no doubt she's amazing. She used to be at the Grammy Museum. So she's Absolutely, I know
5: her. Let's get on the but, show. Um, hey Michael, you be safe now, good, brother. Good. Thank you for calling on the show, okay, Money Making Conversation. That... All right, thank you, brother. Bye bye, my you. friend. You. If you want to hear more right. interviews, go to MoneyMakingConversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host, Cool. Bye, y'all.
3: In this season of giving, Coles has gifts for all your loved ones.
4: Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes. There is a better way. Start the new year with Otter.ai. Automatically get meeting notes. Otter.ai works for virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up on the web for free or download in the app stores. Otter.ai. That's O T T E R.ai. On
2: April 4th, 1968, Dr. Martin Luther King was shot and killed in Memphis. A petty criminal named James Earl Ray was arrested. Case closed. Right? James Earl Ray was a pawn for the official story. Some of
6: the evidence, as far as I was concerned, did not match the circumstances.
0: This is the MLK Tapes. The first episodes are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.